All right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. Uh, we are back to Blade Runner tonight. We're continuing our Memories of Fire campaign episode three. We'll see if we can make any more progress on our opening case uh, and uh, and go from there. Bark Rocks, I saw the sub in chat. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you, sir. Uh, we are uh, okay. Um, we are also going to be doing our first downtime tonight, uh, which is downtime shift as we were talking about that ahead of time. Uh, I'll kind of dive into the mechanic here in a sec. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Anyone got any news or anything interesting to talk about? I forgot like when we get rid of character intros, I don't know what else to do with my <laughs> life. So it's just sort of like, um, we just start like it, we how this works. Discussing the merits of onions, I think, before we started. <laughs> and how nice Jeff's beard was. It was a dual conversation. These and how were, I have like perfectly symmetrical gray hairs, like one gray hair here and one gray hair, and that's it. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. Mine is symmetrical in that it is all over. Long, do you <laughs> so got any gray that. hairs? None that I've seen. None that you've seen. They're all in your back. He's got a big old gray spot in the back. Never sees them. Uh, what's that in your, what's that in your background? Is that a giant fish? Is that a giant little hollow fish, yeah. Okay. I like it. I like from it. From the book. Okay. Is it really? Did you steal it from the book? Yeah. I just saw it in there and I snipped it. Right on. Perfect. Perfect. Cool, cool. Uh, all right. So we're gonna, we're gonna forego usual character intros cause we're gonna, we're gonna get into downtime, learn about them there. Uh, so we're just gonna dive right in, right? So let's, let's hit the summary. Uh, so this is this is this is session three. Uh, you all have been called in. Uh, you got called in essentially twenty, well, twelve to eighteen eighteen hours ago or so, like late evening uh, yesterday, basically, uh, because there was a massive fire at a Kim Plus warehouse in the warehouse district of L.A. Uh, you spent some time essentially looking at the scene. That was all of session one. Uh, eventually, you you split up and you started kind of going and following leads in different directions. Because uh, you had learned at the end of session one uh, that the arson wasn't just an arson, but apparently might be a murder of uh, of Monty Croyle, a, a former LAPD uh, member and retired and of of some note, too. Uh, and uh, so you split up Arlie and Stone. You headed back to headquarters and you kind of consult the Esper wall. You dug through some old case files. Arlie had to go through a baseline test, which you were able to pass. Uh, stone, you're able to find some radiation signatures that pointed to the Kipple specifically based upon like the, like some of the, the, the tests you took, uh, when you were on the, on the site. Uh, and you learn essentially whatever device that was brought into the warehouse to kind of cause or trigger the explosion, which then created those chain reactions, uh, either spent time in the Kip the Kipple or was using some sort of materials, uh, that were stored there or something like that. And the Kipple, if you're unfamiliar uh, it's essentially like these giant heaps and walls of trash that's outside the city that's kind of like temporarily there before it's lifted and taken down to the San Diego wastes. Um, you also learned that Monty Croyle, uh, you learned a little bit about some of his old cases and coworkers. You learned that five years ago, uh, there was a Nexus 8 model uh, named Bitfiend or that went by Bitfiend that murdered a woman, uh, another LAPD cop by the name of Mei Jai, who worked with Croyle and another cop named uh, Hoyt Zemke on a, on a counterterrorism task force. Um, the reason that came up is because you were looking for any kind of indication of like that, that wake up symbol that you've seen now as graffiti. And it turns out that that symbol was also a tattoo on this Nexus eight. Uh, 
And uh, you also learned that Zemke has has been on medical leave because he uh, got his ass kicked near the Happy Jack's Casino uh, and has been kind of on medical leave for that. Everett and Faye, you went over to Maeve's Bar, which is kind of like a union workers bar and uh, kind of has like an under underground boxing event was going on. Kind of kind of met an ornery bartender, nearly got into a fight with a couple drunken warehouse workers, pulled a gun <laughs> on them. Uh, and then hostilities ex- uh, ceased. Your your spinner got vandalized outside. Um, Everett, you followed up with one of the men at the bar, a Gavin Deturi, who was like uh, one of the one of these warehouse union reps. He told you a little bit about Croya, how he had some debts here and there, but also uh, how he he got into a fight with a guy named uh, Ty Walters, uh, a, a bouncer at Happy Jack's Casino, um, and. That same bouncer sometimes used to box at Maeve's Bar as well. Uh, and I think you actually got his apartment as well, uh, south end of the red light district near the 101 stack. Koji, meanwhile, you went to your tattoo artist, Jade, to learn more about like the the, the ink that was on this the suspect's arms because you had some security footage showing it. You got directed to the Ink Tank, which is another uh, another kind of art, tattoo artist house. Uh, you And I think it was Faye who followed up with that one. Um, but Koji, you checked out Monty Croyle's apartment. You found messages on his uh, private terminal that were threatening him. It said, I know what you did. You're going to burn for this just like they did. Uh, you also found like some surveillance equipment that was hidden nearby in his apartment that kind of was sort of spying on his room in his office area. Uh, Koji, you, I think it was Faye, excuse me, Faye went to the ink tank. Uh, you spoke with Bao Mao, which is sleek, uh, an organized tattoo parlor. Uh, Mal Mal was kind of cool and distant, but you, she did eventually give you some information about previous customers that had that same sort of tattoo, uh, that had appeared on that Nexus eight model from five years ago. Uh, and one of them was a, a woman by the name of Portia Kiani, who is like some kind of rich artist. Uh, another one. And then there were a couple of blue collar workers, which is a little bit outside of her, her normal clientele. Ty Walter's name came up again, bouncer at happy jacks, a trash barge worker was mentioned. And then to your surprise, Faye, very familiar name, Warwick Foxwell. Do you want to tell us, tell us a second about Warwick Foxwell before we transition over? Yeah. So Warwick Foxwell is, uh, her childhood friend. Um, they, have a very uh passionate i guess uh relationship um where there's always been a lot of chemistry there but like either one or the other has always been in a relationship so nothing's ever kind of clicked um but recently he's been ghosting her and that's all she thought it was was that he got into a new relationship because that's kind of how the beginning of his new relationship start but um She's starting to get concerned because he's not responding to anything. And then she found out that he has this tattoo. Okay. Uh, we'll dig into that some more. That's your key relationship, right? So like yes. in, yeah. in in Blade Runner, there's like key relationships, key memories, and work is, is yours. So we're going to start because you all have worked through the night. You picked up, you got called in on the Yarson Task Force evening you work through the night, through the a.m. Uh, Arlie and Lawton, you're at headquarters pretty much in all of the a.m. hours. Everett, Faye, you hit Maeve's bar at like 2 a.m. before moving off in the different directions. Koji, you were kind of flying all over the place, uh, kind of mostly down by the red light district. 
uh, going from here to there. And when you finally kind of catch your breath, three shifts have passed. So in the game, in game terms, what that means is that you have to do a downtime shift uh, or you start to accrue stress. And so sort of like an opportunity for everyone to explore their characters, give us a, a few details and maybe depending on uh, depending on the role, because there are some like random roles to it, uh, maybe even get some more information about the case. So let's set the mood here. Uh, we're going to pan over the rain-soaked streets of Sector 5. It's mid-morning, maybe late morning. We First, first we see like the little, little to- Tokyo shopping district. There's like this big old tent market. It's bustling with activity. We see street food vendors. They're pushing seasoned protein noodles and steamed faux meat. Close enough to the real thing for those who don't really remember to be satisfied by. A few blocks away, a GBS logo is like a major media network it's flickering along the side of this tall colorful building and there's terminals that are broadcasting this scripted state-run newscast coupled with strategic marketing we see a c-block story pop on in this kind of grainy uh, grainy display and it offhandedly mentions this chem class fire usually in relation to wallace core but it's not it's not too in depth and they don't seem too concerned and there's no mentions of deaths you know, there's no mentions of anyone, any loss of life. And then it kind of deathly transitions into like this advert for, for insurance. The camera that we're following kind of crawls up the side of the GBS building and starts turning northward where we see like the brutalist architecture of the LAPD headquarters just kind of towering uh, over nearly every other structure structure in this sector, but like the Wallace Court building that looms. And we see, like, as we're closing in, these spinners are speeding by. Some have sirens on, some don't. We, we find a window, we drift inside, and we find Lawton Stone, uh, probably at the Esper Wall console, kind of pouring over uh, some of these case files that you were able to, to pick up. So this is going to go to Lawton. You're well over 12 hours, almost 18 hours into the shift. Uh, you've recently been directed by your supervisor to kind of clear the console for another tech and to essentially get the hell out of here. It's late morning, nearly lunchtime. We'll start with you, man. What does Lawton do for downtime? Yeah, so I'd be in the spinner and I'd be uh, heading to uh, my home in one of the less reputable parts of L.A., uh, the spinner would touch down and it would be a more crowded street. I'd stop and I'd uh, grab some noodles from a stand uh, to go. Uh, they would probably know me by name. I, I would just go up and just give them a sign and they'd have it ready to go in a couple minutes and I would take it into the building right behind, which is where I live. And going from the crowded street inside the building, the building's just empty. Uh, I might be one of three people that lives in this massive, like Gothic style apartment building. And I take one of those, uh, elevators with the, the great doors. I close it and it just creaks up, uh, several floors. I get off and the hallway is just littered with trash. I, it gets a little bit cleaner as it gets towards my apartment door and I open it up and go into a very dim apartment. Uh, It's fairly tidy, but there's still lots of like files and paperwork everywhere. Uh, It's very obvious that I take my work home with me. 
I hit one switch and a light just sort of flickers to life and then it dies down again. And then it flickers back. It lights up maybe a third of the apartment. So it's mostly washed in shadows. I pour myself a drink and uh, I crash onto the couch. So do you uh, do you check any messages in your terminal? Do you have any kind of like entertainment that you pop up? Is there anything in particular? Is it whether it's new new school like like something you're kind of watching like vid feeds or something, or are you old school analog reading books or anything in particular you do to help kind of crash? I wouldn't check any messages, whether there are messages or not. It's not the first thing I go to. Um. I would go to a old vid screen on the wall and uh, click a button and like a virtual fireplace like video pops up and it's grainy and it's got a poor feed and that light barely even shines just a couple feet away, but it it has a staticky crackle sound as well. Um, After I uh, have a couple sips on the drink, if I go to entertainment, I would turn on some old black and white. Uh, private investigator noir films maybe Maltese Falcon is my go-to with Humphrey Bogart so if I'm reading your character sheet correctly this is Hawker Circle right isn't this where your your home is yes yes kind of like an old Chinatown ghetto I think is what it is Uh, so you have like kind of a lot of mishmash old architecture like patched away like there's nothing new uh, like anywhere within this building or in this neighborhood. Okay. So if you're hanging out, so we're just going to walk through how this works. So you're just kind of setting your scene. And so then what the GM does is they kind of roll for an event. And there's two different, there's basically two default tables you roll on. There's the home. So if you decide to hang out at home, there's a there's an event table. And if you decide to kind of go out in the city, there's a street, there's a street table. So I kind of roll on something and we just kind of just kind of go from there. So let's see what you get. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So you're hanging out. You get, you know, you hear some, like, are you, do you have neighbors? There might be like three or four people that live in the entire building. So there's not really anyone on my floor. Yeah. So maybe on your way up, maybe you pass by a person. It's the middle of the day. That's like lunchtime as you're coming in. Essentially you got your, your steam noodles. Maybe you see one of your neighbors necessarily recognize them by face or by clothing maybe they know you're a blader and maybe they don't but you don't really exchange much of a greeting as they come down uh you you hear as you kind of start as the door for your floor closes you hear the sounds of like voices drifting down from below like where they're they they apparently met somebody down in the lobby or something like that uh the vid uh kind of flickers in and out I like the connection seems to be uh, troubling your network connection within this uh, within this old old building and the walls kind of kind of flickers out every now and then. But then it kind of comes back in uh, and then probably at some point, like as we're watching, you probably fall asleep or something. Your noodles three quarters eaten, uh, but nothing out of the ordinary actually occurs. So I'll say that maybe a few hours pass uh, as you dozed off. Okay, you got you actually got some rest, and it's probably later in the afternoon at this point. Is there anything that happens? Like, what's is there anything that you do immediately when you kind of wake up from that? When I wake up, that would be the time that I go and check messages, things like that. Um, okay, I 
probably would get to the eat the noodles that I forgot to eat the night before, so I'd be eating them cold the morning after, and I'd okay. be uh, going through case files as I'm doing that. Okay, and so we see you pop out your Kia again, and you start going through whatever case files that you have kind of stored or access to. And we'll go ahead and we'll shift. Simple enough. A quiet, quiet uh, afternoon for Lawton. Probably by the time you get going again, it'll be evening once more. Uh, so next up, it's going to be, we're going to kick over to Faye Harcrow. Uh, and we're going to pick up, I'm going to say we're going to pick up shortly after, like within moments, we'll say, of you getting the news uh, about Warwick Foxwell. Uh, now, you probably go back and forth with Bao Mao a few more times. Maybe there's some other mm-hmm. follow-up information. But ultimately, she's giving you everything she has. Um, okay. She might be able to, I guess the last thing she might be able to give you, um, yeah, the last thing she might be able to give you is like the name of the trash barge guy. Uh, but other than that, like she's given you all she knows and all she's kind of willing to give you. And you kind of get the sense that she's not unconnected. You know, she's uh, she she's she works with high end clientele and kind of she's she's been more than cooperative and pushing her any further might result in some trouble. Uh, but uh, okay. but but she'll give you. Yeah, she gives you a couple names. Portia Kiani, uh, mm-hmm. rich family, the Kiani family uh, lives somewhere. Financial district, art galleries. Uh, she might even give you the gallery name. Fiamma is the name of her gallery. Uh, and then she gives you the name Joe Hualau, uh, who is the trash barge worker um, who she doesn't understand where he got the money from, nor does she really know with Ty Walters, even though Ty Walters says apparently gave her a story about winning it in a boxing match. But that's basically all you get when you ask and ask follow up questions on Warwick Foxwell. He came here. Had money, was clean. Where seem- was his tattoo located? And so she describes it as kind of being what looks like, like kind of on the shoulder, kind of wrapped around just underneath like the blade. Okay. okay. Um, so she'll kind of leave it at that and thank her so much for her assistance. Um, and she's going to head straight to Warwick's house. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a pause on that for a second. Are we doing, are you continuing investigation? Because if you're continuing investigation, that's fine. We can do that. We can say you're shifted. Uh, No, no, we totally can. Cause you don't have to do downtime. You just wouldn't, you just take an extra stress. Like we can totally do that. I'm, I'm more than happy to do it, but it's different from doing a downtime scene. No, I want to do the downtime. So I'll do the downtime. Okay. So, what were you saying? No, you're good. That's it. Yeah, that that was just a choice. I just wanted to kind of be clear. Yeah. So, she, uh, on her way home, she stops at her favorite. This is kind of like her ritual is she stops at this, like, kickboxing gym. um, And she just blows off some steam. um, And it's... She lives in Little Tokyo, so uh, within that area, kind of uh, on her way home, is this boxing ring, 
and it's not even labeled correctly uh unless you were invited there you wouldn't even realize that it's a gym um it's labeled lolos and and that's all the sign says and um inside like it's got like the typical just black mats on the ground some really old gym equipment and then there's just uh, boxing bags just hanging everywhere kind of uh, assorted and uh yeah she heads straight to the to the changing rooms uh she gets her wraps put on she's got these really cool um uh, hot pink wraps that she has for so she doesn't bust her knuckles So, would we say it's middle of the day when you get there? Would there be mm-hmm. other, like, how how would you say crowded would this place be at this round time? Because we know it's like a, you you kind of have to know it's there. It's not really signaled for. It's probably not too far um, away from those tent markets I described uh, in yeah. the beginning. Because uh, that was Little Tokyo as well. Uh, would we say that, would we say that there is a I'd lot say of there's maybe here? like a handful of people here at this time of day. Like, okay. there's the lady who owns it who's up at the front reception desk. Okay. And then, um, and her name is not Lolo. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> and um, maybe, like, a, like, four or five people who are training for, like, actual, like, sport events kind of things. So, Faye, you're... I mean, are we on like a maybe like a like a heavy bag or something, or you're just would that, oh, would yeah. that be fair? Yeah, okay. she, she's sitting there. She's practicing her kick, so she starts low and then chop, chop, chop. But she kicks at the top. And so we just watch as like you're just kind of going at it. it's just big montage, like this workout scene, just like and you're just ripping through things. And at a certain point, as after you've probably been at this for, I mean, forty five minutes, you've been up for eighteen hours. Now you're exa- like you just had like this this sort of shock of news about about your friend, mm-hmm. and now you're just like just expelling all this energy, right? You look at one of these mirrors, right? Because gyms frequently have mirrors, and you see this mirror, and you see like there's a there's a couple other people working, and as you're like kind of watching like the front where the owner, you can see someone kind of kind of walk up. And you can see like they walk past the owner and they start moving out the like out of the actual gym itself. But as they're walking past that front desk, you get kind of a look at their face. And when you when you see them, like the face is really familiar to you. And it takes a second because it's not one of these regulars. It's not somebody maybe you've sparred with. It's it's you, you probably know a handful of folks here, either by my name or just by ability. But you see like this, the face from like your memory, like something from when you were younger or something, you have this, this sort of flicker of this like arowana fish just kind of floating around. It almost pops up. It seems like outside through like the rainy window, you can see kind of almost like a little holographic flicker of some kind of uh, like fake fish stand outside. And you look over and you see the face of a Blade Runner that you recognize, no one you work with. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the memory that's kind of popping into your brain right now? Do you remember it? Yes. Okay. So, um, when she was a child, uh, 
she witnessed a horrible accident. So she was um, hanging out watching these artificial arowana fish and she witnessed as a Blade Runner was essentially murdered by a replicant. Um, they were trying to retire this replicant and um, they failed to do so. And she was just hiding underneath. She managed to get into the cabinet underneath the arowana tanks and just watched as this poor man's face fell on the ground as he died and made eye contact with her as he just told her to shh as one of his last words that he said. And so as you're watching, as you're like kind of you're breathing, you look up, you see that flicker of that kind of neon sign. You see his face suddenly flash in the doorway after having just passed the owner. You can see that they're having some kind of conversation, you know, and they're kind of laughing and joking. And then suddenly he just does puts his finger to his to his lips and not at you, but at the owner. And then this is all happening. You see all this in the reflection of this mirror. And then he like leaves out through the front door. What do you do? Uh, she goes up to the owner, um, which her name is. Uh, Hayun. Okay. Hayun. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Young, old. She's an older woman. Okay. Oh, my favorite. Okay. He's prepping the voice already. Yeah. I know. Hey. Okay. <laughs> uh, Miss Hagyun, uh, who yes? was that man? That man? Uh, that's Theodore. He's a yeah, new, new client. Uh, are you, uh, he's like me, right? He's a, a Blade Runner? No, no, not at all. He's a, he's a, what did he say he was? Journalist, he says. Uh, where does he, where does he work at? Oh, uh, I think just GBS, maybe. I, I didn't get too far in the conversation. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, he just looked, I thought he was someone I knew. I've had a long shift. I should. I should probably head home. Well, if you if you want, you can, you can head home. If you if you've been hydrating. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just eighteen hours, you know. You don't look good. You don't look good. You have smear, and she kind of like reaches out and sort of like gingerly touches your face. You kind of look in the you look in like the reflection of like the it's probably like this like really glossy looking countertop you look down and you just see like some of your makeup has just started to run like really bad like maybe you didn't wipe it off before you started mm -hmm. your workout and it's just kind of gone terrible because of the sweat yeah and and she just kind of like laughs but it's a really hollow laugh like <laughs> yeah all right thank you uh i'm i'm gonna head out and she she goes and she just scoops up her gym bab and uh doesn't even bother taking off her hand wraps. She just leaves. So I think you need to roll. Hang on one second. Let me see if I can do this. Roll. I think it's empathy plus insight. 
You have to okay. roll for this. This is a stress factor. This was a stressful right. situation. Uh-oh. I think it's empathy plus yeah, it's an insight check. So roll basically roll insight. Okay. I got two successes. So yeah, you probably like you just the way you role played it. Can I talk yourself out of it, maybe? Like that couldn't possibly have been him. Just yeah. Gotta talk he's, yourself out of it. He's dead. I, I was wrong. Of course. Yeah. And you're you know, just, and you're exhausted, right? And like, long you're, shift. Exactly. And so we see you kind of pack your stuff up and you head out and you probably head home or whatever it might be. And we'll kind of fade away from you for a minute there. And we'll get over to Everett Maxwell. What's Everett Maxwell doing? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that despite it being the middle of the, or late morning, or middle morning, uh, nightclub row is still active. Uh, Everett would like to just go there and hang out in the bars, uh, different vibes. Um, he'll probably start off at one that's, you know, more upbeat, get some of that energy from, uh, the, uh, maze bar that had all that excitement. And then toward the end of his downtime, go to like a smoking and whiskey, like sitting room, nice comfy chair and just rest and just talk with the local patrons, barkeeps, hang out. Do we have a name for this bar that you're at? Um, Because I think there would definitely be stuff open. Might not be as as crowded, uh, but there would definitely be a scene there, I think. I think for the uh, like the one that's like a more of a smoking and like quieter type of environment, it'll be like the plush armchair or something. Plush armchair. Okay. So yeah. So it's maybe. So is it is it like a nightclub? Isn't like a like a dance club? Because that's what I just hit. If or is it more of a like it's, a lounge? Uh, uh, it's more of a lounge, yeah. It's a mix. Uh, I think nightclub bro is a mix of clubs and bars, so he mostly goes to the bars because he doesn't have any dance moves left in him. Okay. <laughs> He's enough. an old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll throw a hip out. <laughs> so while you're at the bar, and what's your drink of choice? What's Everett's drink of choice? Ooh, uh, I think he just... Uh, actually, no, I'm going to... Because I hate this stuff. Mescal, that really smoky... <laughs> ugh. Okay, so you're you're on your I don't know fourth or fifth of these or something like that. You're just drinking away. Ugh, just thinking about it. Uh, and <laughs> at a certain point, a, a, a young woman kind of sidles up next to you, uh, and you look around the club. This this uh, this plushed armchair, and it's and it's probably like a very retro look to it, right? Like it's kind of got that faux kind of kind of lacquered wood panels and things like that, you know? So it has the feeling of like something from a century ago, you know? Right. And, and maybe we even see like kind of kitsch decorations. We see things like, you know, record players and such, as opposed to like there being these, these sort of fancy looking, uh, kind of lights and kind of displays and stuff. And like some sort of synth synth music pounding in the background, probably a soft jazz or blues kind of in the back beneath it all. But nothing, nothing remotely like uh, intrusive. But this young woman steps up, uh, yeah, probably mid to late twenties or so. You can see she has her her hair kind of smoothed back, like really, really tight, um, and it kind of comes to a bun in the back. And she's dressed in very fine attire, in the sense like quality. Like you can see when she kind of steps up. 
and she sits, sits down next to you and she says, Buy a lady a drink? Uh, of course. Uh, what, what are you having? Are you real? Am I real? What an interesting Just, question. And then she reaches that? over and she like takes your glass. Maybe you've had too many of these. Maybe I'll just take this one. And she tries to drag it towards towards herself. Do you let her? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. She brings it to her nose. She almost almost makes a face and then drinks a little bit, takes a sip, and then puts it down. You can see a little like a little blemish of lipstick is on the glass now. She kind of Careful, looks over at you. Stuff uh, bites back pretty hard. Oh, does it now? And then she kind of like laughs a little bit. And so, forgive, forgive this, this old gal, uh, an old line. But considering the place, I think it makes a certain certain kind of poetry. But it's a man like you doing a place like this at this time of day. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I uh, that's why I asked, "Are you real?" You're a little dressed, dressed a little too well for this place. Uh, just just a long day, you know. Trying to just trying to unwind, relax in a quiet environment. Usually, there's a lot of noise where I'm around. Oh yeah, what is it you do? Uh, I work with the LAPD. Do you? Not you a had popular that. person. Look to you. I had a feeling. Is it the shadows under the eyes? Mm. Or the alcoholism? I think it's just the air of authority, maybe. (laughs) Uh, You flatter me. There's no authority here. I'm just trying to survive like anyone else. Survive. Protect. Whatever it is. So what, uh, what do you do? In the LAPD. A whole lot of paperwork. I <laughs> uh, feel like all the youngins are taking all the action and old timers like me are just stuck barking at them or filing the paperwork for their messes. And so she just laughs old timer and she like kind of her hand kind of comes out and she like kind of rests it on your shoulder momentarily. And she kind of looks at your like kind of like grabs a few strands of hair in her fingers and sort of lets it go. Well, you don't look in a, a day over 35, I would say. I'm double checking my age. I think that's accurate. Is it really? <laughs> I just threw a number out. Uh, I have everything in front of me. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So okay. everyone will laugh and say, <laughs> quiet and I, you're pretty close. Not exact, but yeah, I mean... That's old for my line of work. Uh, you can imagine there's not a lot of friendly faces when I go out. Oh, I can see that. Sure, sure. But there's a friendly face right here. Yeah, I'm we'll sure you, have... you over to me. Oh, well. Options as you look around. And there's just like a bunch of like career drunks in the room and such here and there. Options are limited. And... I was just thinking, what what company in here could possibly entertain me with a story for the afternoon? And you have a look about you. You must have all sorts of stories, I would think. LAPD uh, and all. 
yeah, that's what the, uh, and he points to the glass that he handed to her. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the binding on the storybook to keep it closed. Too many stories. Oh, stop it. I'm sure there's a, there's a tale or two you could tell. Is there not? Well, it's funny. Uh, I recently watched one of my coworkers, uh, degrade an officer by, uh, telling him to go and get coffee after the guy spent a couple of hours getting a case set up for us. And, uh, he just turned into an errand boy. This once, once my, uh, once my coworker showed up on the scene. So it's one of those, uh, one of those times where you can't help but laugh at no matter how much you do and where you've been, someone will just make you get the coffee. Mm. Yes. It's not the way of things. You have to work your way up. And then work your way up as soon as the next uh, guy comes in. Sure, sure. It's a, a dog-eat-dog kind of world, I suppose. Not that there are Everett. any dogs around. <laughs> Everett will laugh, and then he'll uh, pull out his pack of cigarettes and hold it out and see if she takes one. Oh, she definitely will. Oh, gentlemen. She'll hold it and wait for the light. Yeah, and he'll get his lighter out and light it. So, setting up a case, you said. Anything interesting? Anything a gal might want to hear? Well, I'm not at liberty to talk too much. Uh, it's strictly confidential, but uh, I'm sure it's something that's gotten out by now in the recent news. I'm sure you can piece that together. Oh, well, there's all sorts of crime on the news. So many crimes, in fact. Isn't that just the nature of the city? If it makes the news, it must be very special. I mean, I just saw a story about a fire? In yeah, a Wallace been a, Corporation? In a Wallace Corporation? I heard about that, wheels? too. Yeah, oh. I not on that case. Uh, this, the one I'm working on, was more of a, uh, well... We just think it's the uh, the resistance, you know, those jobs where they come out of nowhere and kill a bunch of people and make a statement and then hide. Oh, dear. Terrorists, are you? Okay. Well, if you don't want to share a tale with a newfound friend, I suppose. She reaches down, grabs the grabs a drink, takes another little swig, puts it down. Well, I guess there's no use for me here, then. Sorry Thank to disappoint, man. Thank you for the company. Life is a disappointment. And she puts it back into her mouth and kind of starts to saunter away. Kind of looks over her shoulder at you one last time. And kind of keeps going. When she is not looking over her shoulder anymore, I I don't know this off the top of my head. Is there like, could I get like her fingerprints off the glass? Uh, you can certainly take the glass with you, sure. Okay, um, yeah. I don't know if you have a tech scanner on you the way Lawton might have a kit, but you could take the no. glass and maybe do it yeah. later for sure. Tuck, tuck it in the trench coat. Okay, yeah, no problem. Okay. Uh, all right, we will continue on then. Uh, it's going to be Koji's son, Rue. We're going to fade out of that scene as we see him kind of just very ginger, as we see Everett gingerly just pulling the the last of the glass and dropping into his pocket fade out we fade up on koji Ko where's koji yeah so after his visit at jade's 
at Sector One. He lives nearby, actually. He lives in Night Row. He's got a dainty apartment above a bar called Devil's Do. So he's headed home. So I'm entering pretty much the nightclub and okay. pretty much just immediately hit with sound, smoke, neon lights. It's pretty much music. It's classical music that's been remixed with like heavy beats, and like okay. synth sounds. Everyone's just jamming in there. The drinks are like neon lit. Every time I take a sip, the colors change. Everyone's just having a good time in there. Okay. And you have to go through this to get to your... I have to go through it to get to my apartment. Yeah. Okay. Every time. All right. I don't necessarily have music that perfectly matches that, that, that <laughs> amalgamation, but I do have club music, so we'll go with that. Uh, okay. Do we see... Does anyone know you? Do you see anyone you know as you kind of pass through here? Yeah, I'm pretty much a regular passing by, so like the employees, the bartender, they'll notice me. The regulars there, they'll see me. Get a probably a couple, a couple like kind of respectable like waves here and there. Do they know what you do? Yeah, they're probably familiar with it. Okay. Uh, so do you linger here at all, or do you just go right up to your apartment? I'll just take a quick drink and head out. Head okay. Up. It's, it's similar to Everett. It's like the middle of the day when you guys, because you guys are on like a weird overnight clock. So when you kind of sit down to get the drink, it's not as busy or hopping as it would be, but it's still plenty of people here. So you're kind of giving a quick drink. What is Koji's drink of choice? Nice old whiskey on the rocks. And it's kind of, they reach down, they kind of like grab the glass out, kind of pour a couple couple ice cubes in and write it, slide it on over. Don't really say anything to you. Are you a talker? Are you the type of person who talks a lot or, or is it, are you, are they, do they know to leave you alone? Uh, I don't pretty much give too many details, but okay. I do interact with people if I need like their resources. I need to know. Okay. Is there maybe like a, a bartender or a manager or an owner here that we might get a name for? Yeah. We'll call him Dylan. Okay. Dylan, young guy, old guy, she's a younger guy. Okay, just a bartender. Yeah, he's a bartender. Okay, so he's probably kind of pours your drink, slides it over to you, and just says, "Looks like you're getting uh, getting off, and I'm just getting on." Rough day. Seems, seems to happen that yeah, busy out of the blue case. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anything interesting? Big fire. It's pretty interesting. Fire, huh? That's curious. Did they got all them suppression systems and such now? Yeah, it looks like it was tampered with this time. Really? Previous owners here, I guess they tried to do some sort of insurance fraud with that once. Backfired. And he kind of giggles at his own joke. Ah, clever. Yeah, that's what they tell me. All right, well, uh, we'll try to keep it down for you, but we won't. Uh, appreciate it. All right, you can take it to go with you if you want. Then I shall. Okay. So I'll head up to my apartment. All right. Pretty much bronze lanterns that light the room. In the center, I've got a giant sand pit. It's like one of those Zen gardens that I could rake through to relax, resolve some stress a bit. 
Very cool. Is there anything in in there? Anything particular of note, or is it just sand with any rocks or designs sand, it's or anything? A giant boulder next to it. Okay. All right. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, is it? So if it, you said it's right in the center. It's just like a. It's like right yeah, in the center of the room. Right in the center of the room. Okay. Any other adornments in that room around it? I do have my closet, my walk-in okay. closet, because I have to pretty formal attire, dress sure. up for where I want to go. Do you ever entertain here? It's probably a small place, but do you ever entertain here? No, it's just a tiny place. Okay. All right. And yeah, and you have a club be- below that you can bring yeah. people to. Okay. So you, you come in, you just had your drink, you're in your process of winding down. Is there, you know, the, you can still hear the vague hum of the club music, but it's much, you know, it's much duller now. What are you doing? I'll just throw the TV on, see what's going on. Okay, so you kind of get your vid up. Vid screen goes on. You can see that there's your usual GBS. It's kind of GBS. I'm, I'm treating it. Think of it like a like a CNN or you know something like that, where it's just like this this big old um, kind of 24 hour news network, so to speak. Uh, you would know Koji, like, and all of you would know that there's like literally state sponsored stuff. It's scripted news. Everything's sort of controlled. GBS has kind of got the the strong arm of the UN as they kind of help make sure certain news stories kind of come out. Um, so you see that kind of pop on. And then everything else is essentially sort of like a pay-per-view sort of thing where it's like there's no channels so much as there are. Like you can just order your entertainment, order your entertainment, whatever it might be. Is there any any kind of entertainment that Koji would be pulling up? Battle Royales. <laughs> hmm. Let's do. Let's just do the action drama. It's okay. Like an old so, movie or show? Are you doing like throwback action drama? Is it like? Are you doing like retro twentieth yeah, century old, old movies? School, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we see this old like kind of action movie pop up. I don't know. We see. Uh, you know, the, the classic chiseled jaw hero, you know, moving about, kind of taking out, you know, 10, 15 different bad guys in the middle of a, a shootout. Maybe it's a warehouse, coincidentally enough, you know, that kind of thing. Um, all right. Let's take a look at what happens to old, if anything at all actually happens. Okay. So you hear as you're... Uh, as you're kind of watching, maybe you're dozing off a little bit, you know, maybe you got your, uh, you know, maybe you've got your legs kind of stretched out on whatever kind of seat you have here, couch or chair. And right as you're about to fall asleep, you hear a buzz at your door. I'll mute the TV and go answer it. Okay. And standing in the doorway, kind of pulling this up, you see familiar face uh you didn't give me a name so i'm just gonna make one uh but you see this is your key person so this is your a superior not necessarily the person not not deputy chief deputy chief holden pulled all of you into this task force but what what normally like what does koji do when he's not in this task force like what is his normal like kind of everyday affairs like what is what does he get to do like you're a fixer so like what would you do normally uh, pretty much meet with people speak with either low 
below the floors or higher ups, try to get make connections to get where he wants and what he needs. Okay. So like you're like to get like deputy chief or something like that. Oh yeah, to get like a promotion okay. higher up seat. Okay, so we'll say like we'll say like your immediate supervisor. So let's give them a name right now. What do we want to say? Your immediate supervisor. Uh, let's call him Finn. Finn. Okay. So you check the door. Maybe there's a keyhole. Maybe not. You see, you see your supervisor there in 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 uniform. Open the door. We're saying old, young. What are we thinking? He's old. Okay, older guy. Door opens up. Where the fuck have you been, Sunru? I don't work. I'm not just. I don't off. fucking pay you to sit around in your fucking apartment, getting your your fingers and your your toes all up in that sand there. I pay you to make fucking connections, and he ain't making connections right now. Who do you need me to connect with? What do I need you? I need you to get down to that fucking kill magazine, and I need you to kill a fucking story is what I need you to do. Kill magazine? Yeah, so there's like a kill magazine. It's a tabloid. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so it's like this. It's so think of it like a TMZ kind of deal, uh, like kind of like a sort of like a scummy tabloid news kind of kind of magazine in a way. Uh, those fuckers, my nephew, new to the force. You met him, freaking hothead. God, I hate that guy on my wife's side. Got a little, got a little angry. Got a little, got, a, got went a little overboard. When he was taking care of a few folks downtown. And apparently one of them kill reporters were right there. And they got it all on vid. And they're going to go live with it. Police corruption, nepotism in the LAPD. I need you to get... Fuck, you got contacts there, right? Yeah, I got this. I know a guy. Now get, get you... Put some fucking shoes on and get the fuck over there. All right, just give me a moment. I just got home. Just got home? I didn't approve this task force. I'm going to have a fucking long talk with Holden about this. He can't just pull my people. This is bullshit. All right. So you uh you go ahead and you get you know you get, get get clothes on here. You don't really get like a long long sleep. You hear the sounds of like gunfire popping off from your vid. And then we'll say like you head over to kill. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So <laughs> So you go ahead, kind of get in your spinner. Um, do you want to go with Finn, or do you want to go by yourself? No, I can handle this by myself. Okay, it's not to rate me. So we head over to Kill, and so we'll we'll cut scene. And Kill is in sort of this media area. It's is not a pretty place, uh, but when you head there, you can see that it's maybe midway up a building, maybe about 50, 60 floors up. You can see that there's like. As you as you go in, as you kind of go in through the main entrance. You can see along the hallways and such. There are all these different uh, uh, kind of displays that are showing like recent headlines, famous headlines like corruption here, 
corruption there. And not only that, but they're talking about like corporate corruption, UN corruption, LAPD corruption. The amount of times you see the word corruption, if it was a drinking game, you would be drunk 10 feet into the hallway. It's all over the place. Then you see what looks basically like these kind of famous vid stars, like kind of like these nude shots and stuff that are really creepy and predatory. But you see stuff's kind of like blacked out here and there. And you come up to a to a front desk where you see the receptionist there. She's got this big old hair. She's got what looks to be like some kind of pen in her hand, but it's not like an actual physical pen, but something she's just sort of twirling around with. And she's just chewing on gum. And she looks up at you and she's like, yeah, you got an appointment? Yeah, maybe one right now. Okay. Who for? An editor. An editor? We have a lot of editors. Do you have a specific one in mind? Yeah, give me James. James? We have six James on staff. Could you be more specific? Give me the seventh one. The seventh one? But there's only six. Get out of my face. You're wasting my time. I'm very busy. No, he's James the seventh. He's seventh of his line. James the seventh? What is he, royalty? What are you talking about? I don't need any more freaking cokeheads in here today. I already got five or six of them so far. Go ahead. Go along. I don't care how cute you are, sir. Go get going. And I'm pretty much trying to get to this guy, whoever this okay. is. Okay. All right. Go ahead, and I'll say uh, you can. Since since that went so terribly, uh, I'll let you roll and die instead. Uh, go ahead and make a, maybe a manipulation test or something to try to like convince her to let you in to see this editor. I just need to unmute for the podcast listeners that we are all broken over the seventh of his <laughs> seventh of his <laughs> whole right. dynasty of James. <laughs> so many James. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I have a B in manipulation. Yep. So, and you've got, uh, yeah, go ahead. Do so. Uh, oh, my God. Eternity 12. Okay. Give it a roll. Six and a seven. I believe those are both passes. Both passes. And she's like, uh, okay. One second. Let me see which one's available. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, look. Okay. One second. And she like hits like a, like she's got a little display and she kind of pops and like you can hear shit. You can't hear the other side of the voice. Um, but she's like, yeah, Mr. Lipton, um, I've got a man here who needs to talk to you. He flashed a badge of some kind. Do you have a name? Yeah, Koji. Koji. Is that a first or a last? It's a first. Do you know a Koji? Uh-huh. 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 Okay. All right. And then she kind of hits a button. You can go back, fifth door on the left, right through that hallway. Have a good day, miss. You too. And you hear, like... Like the, the wheels squeak and you kind of see that she's sort of peeking at you as you walk away. You go down the hall. You see like this big bullpen of people working uh, here and there. You got vid screens everywhere from all over the like all over the city. Uh, and you kind of go into this one door and you see this man who has got to be like 
200, 40, 250 pounds. He's big dude. He's got this sort of what looks like a long, kind of a long sleeve, but, but wrinkled uh, dress shirt. His tie is a little bit loose here and there, but it's not a very pretty tie to begin with. Hair kind of slicked back, but he's got a big old like bald spot right in the front. And he sees you walk and he's like, Koji, you son of a bitch. What do you want? You know I'm here. I need a story removed. You need a story removed? This, that's not how it works. You don't tell me what you need. I tell you what I need. And of right course. now, I don't need you. <laughs> well, you're going to need me soon. Maybe you want something something here and there? You're gonna, I'm going to want something here and there? What do you mean? I'm going to want, like, what? Handies out in the alleyway? Come on, buddy. You got to give me something more than that. Got long. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do more than Andy's. <laughs> oh my God. I've got I my standards. Em. I broke them. Uh, uh, what are you going to give me? I nah. need info. I need a story. I need something. This is, a, this is a two-way street, Koji. You want something story. from me, you got to give something to me. If you want me coming back, just remove the story. What are you? Are you threatening me? Are no, no. you threatening me? <laughs> Listen, you'd be doing me a favor. LAPD cop, roughs up editor. Oh, you think we can't do a little something with that? That's called street cred, son. Come on now. <laughs> threatening me. Look at you. You're a little toothpick. Uh, I've got some stories, maybe. We can oh, yeah? Out. Oh, yeah? What do you got? Let's hear it. You give me something better than what I have. I got rookie cop, I got nepotism, and I got abuse of an old lady. You got something that's better than that? Well, then I'll go ahead and I'll run with it. Abuse of an old lady, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't tell you about that, huh? Oh, yeah, harassing a poor old woman just taking the groceries back to her apartment. Hmm. Uh, I'll just give him a maybe something about. Wait, are certain versions of replicants legal again? I forget. Uh, Nexus nines are legal. Like uh, Nexus eights are the ones that are kind of hidden. Mm. Uh, and usually those are the ones that you when you're hunting down replicants, you're usually hunting down Nexus eights. Uh, Nexus nines is basically what Arlie is. Okay. Maybe I'll just give him some stories about some hidden replicants. Okay. Uh, I'll say, go ahead and roll a connections test. We'll say connections. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I figured it. Well, you're a fixer. So this is exactly what you would normally (laughs) do. Yeah. (laughs) He's just got a file of like information that hasn't been released to the public yet. Yeah, I'm going to fix this by pushing it because I rolled a one and two. <gasps> oh, no. And you rolled a one, so then you that's going to affect one. you on the push. You Well, you can't re-roll yeah. the one. You're going to take a stress for that. Yeah. Yeah. Resolve or whatever. I rolled a ten. So I think that's one success. Okay. The so Two successes. So we'll say that you managed to. It's it's not an easy. Like, plus, you're really tired. You didn't, get any, you didn't get any sleep. You know, it's one thing after the other. You haven't been able to gain any rest. And then this guy is kind of giving you something. Your your supervisor's, you know, kind of breathing down your neck here. And now this guy is kind of busting your balls. 
but you do manage to kind of throw out like maybe it's not your specific case that you're working on. Maybe it's a past case where you kind of reference something like there, you know, maybe it's a, a wanted replicant. Maybe, you know, a name or maybe, you know, an identity or something like that. But you give him something, something juicy enough that he could like, all right, all right, Koji, all right. I'll go ahead and I'll bury the story for now. But you tell that little old lady, that, that old lady beaten cop of that yours or whatever. I'm drunk. Sorry. You tell him. He acts up again. I'm running with it. I don't care who you are. That's on him after that. Uh, get out of my office now. I got work to do. All right. So we see Koji leave. And then finally, we go to Arlie. Uh, Arlie, what are you doing for your downtime? We're an hour in already. This is great. <laughs> I know. I'm enjoying everybody's downtime. Um, so Arlie, um, she is going to head over to sector two. Um, and so she's kind of going a bit, um, towards the, uh, kind of arts district, kind of the entertainment section. And so kind of close to, um, Hysteria Hall, which there's a lot of kind of arcade stuff, which she considered going to, but isn't going to this time. She wants, she's feeling a little bit more kind of like artsy. So she goes to this building. It kind of looks like a, a, you know, kind of a nondescript kind of a warehouse kind of building. And there's kind of this like neon sign in the window. Um, and so the name of the uh, the place is called uh, Tinta Ebrio. And basically, she kind of knows the woman that runs the place. Um, it's basically open 24-7, and it's one of those, like, BYOB art kind of places. So you kind of bring your own alcohol, and she has, you know, kind of different times of day, you know, different, you know, kind of art that people can go in. Two hours later, you come out with, you know, like, everybody's got the same picture kind of a thing. But uh, so the woman's name is Arona and they kind of have this um, kind of deal that they have going on because Arlie is very into like the whole like black and white vibe and that's, you know, kind of her thing. And so she had met Arona kind of a while back and they were just kind of talking about um kind of whether or not black and white art can be kind of just as interesting as colorful art. And of course, everybody kind of wants to do all of the colors and everything. And so Arlie will kind of sit in the back of whatever class she's doing um, and will replicate whatever the kind of picture of the day is only in like kind of black and white paint pencils, different things like that. And if Arona agrees that the black and white turned out just as good as the color that Arlie doesn't have to pay for the class. But if Arlie fails and doesn't capture the picture, then Arlie has to pay for the class. So. Okay. Uh, what would the topic of the day be? Uh, so this is actually kind of a difficult one because it is a, like a landscape scene. And so it's a landscape with a lake and some different kind of waterfowl on the lake. 
So like ducks and swans and different things like that. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll either, we'll say an observation or a mobility test, maybe something like that to see how you're, cause we don't have a crafting skill, but like observation maybe to kind of observe or mobility that suggests like your ability to kind of reproduce things in a kind of careful way. Uh, I will take mobility because that comes off of agility, okay. um, which is an A for Arlie. So that, oh man. Oh gosh. This is bad. Uh, that's a one in a one. That's a crit fail. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you're, she uses colors in the painting. You're sitting there and you're working on this. And like you're looking over, you're looking at the display, looking over, looking at the display. You don't really know how much time passes, like which is kind of peculiar for you. You do this trick where you just sort of like let like your internal clock just sort of start to fade a bit. And so you're not really sure how much time has passed. And you can see at a certain point, like some of the other people that have kind of come in around the same time as you, they were kind of doing similar things. They're kind of packing their things up and they're leaving. And eventually uh, Arona comes over towards you and kind of is leaning over you know kind of your back a bit and she says uh arlie uh sweetie is something wrong did you did you not like to display today ah what what sweetie what? you you're all over the place this the, these aren't ducks and swans i what what is this what and so when you look down at your canvas, you see the design, the graffiti, the tattoo design for wake up, W-I-K, and then the E with an up. And it's right there, blasted in front of you. It's black and white. You can see the eye is like open. You can see like the lashes are kind of coming down. And it's well done, but it is not at all. And not only that, but you don't have any memory of the past as you look at the clock now and you reset your internal timers it's been hours it's been like three four hours and you have like very you have like no memory of even doing this for the last three four hours and when you look up in black and white you can see this tattoo this graffiti this symbol whatever this is this slogan is right there in front of you uh i i i I don't um mm, i uh and she's just going to um, kind of just flatten the canvas sort of face down on the table. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. And she's going to kind of fumble um, kind of in her coat pocket. Um, and she's going to, uh, mm, and she will, I saw this in chat. Basically um, she will pay um, for the class plus extra uh n- 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 never never mind never mind uh i'll i'll, I'll see you an, 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 an another time are you sure you're okay sweetie you look a little you look a little off um yep yep fine just um you know how it goes sometimes you um you know you Sometimes you think you're going to paint one thing and you paint something else. Well, yeah, but not to this degree. This isn't... 
this isn't really close at all. This isn't, is this, have you seen this somewhere? Is this something that you've seen? Is this, is this like something you saw outside your home? Was it graffiti? What, what is this? What does this um, even mean? Wake, wake, wake up. Oh, that's clever. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, the kids over at the hall, you know, they're always talking some nonsense, you know. Hmm. They're... Roll, man- roll a manipulation test since you're attempting to deceive her. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, so that is a uh, 10 and uh, 8. Uh, that is a 6 and an 8. Okay. Well, you know, idle hands, I suppose. At least they're doing something productive. Like That's better than stealing and all sorts of other things. And besides, this city can be ugly. Very ugly. And a little bit of beauty could make everyone's day a little better. Uh, how? Uh, so she's sort of settled a, a tiny bit. Um, and she sort of wants to kind of fix this interaction a little bit. So uh, how how was the the class? How was how did everyone else do? Oh, it was all right here and there. I don't think there's anyone that's going to be showing at a gallery or anything anytime soon, but you know, there's a few people with some well, with some talent, I suppose, you know, an eye for detail and such. And Arlie looks around and just says, "Ah, looks like the day drinkers didn't make too much of a mess of the place. No, no. There was one man who was trying to talk to you, but you were just miles away. I thought he was just, uh, you were just giving him the cold shoulder, but I guess you just, you were very focused, I suppose. Very focused. I, That's a good thing. I, uh, uh, um, a man, you say? What, uh, what did he, uh, look like? Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe mid-40s or something. Um, not really sure, kind of dirty brown hair. I, you know me. I don't take names. This is art. I don't need to. I don't need to know your name. You're fine. Transactions are transactions, and we move on. And he wasn't here for for your class. He was just trying. Oh, no, to No, he was here me. for the class. Sure, he just seemed less interested in drawing ducks and swans than he did in talking to you. Oh, well, that didn't go well for him then, did it? Oh, no, no. He seemed very disappointed. Well, upset, um, you might even say. I would hate to, uh, to disappoint. Um, and she'll kind of reach out for kind of a little extra. Uh, any chance you have the uh, class registration sitting around? that I might uh, uh, take a look at? Uh, roll, so you're bribing her? Yes. Connections, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, two and a five, so let's fail. Mm, I told you, darling, I try not to keep track. People give me their names, and obviously when they pay with their cred feeds and such, I have to see it, but I just think 
we don't need to be so intrusive with one another, you know? It just feels wrong in some way. Like, just everyone just be free in who they are and find their art. You can push, by the way. Um, I automatically get a stress anytime I push. Okay. You're also going to get a stress by what's happened here as well. Yeah. It's one of the things I was looking at because I'm only ever dealing with three resolves. So <laughs> my uh, margins are a little tighter. Okay. Um, I will push, though, because by the end of the downtime, I'm going to get a resolve back. So yeah. it'll bring me down to one, and then hopefully I'll go right back up to two. Okay. And that's a four and a four. So okay. I did that for nothing. No. So we'll say you continue the conversation for a little bit, but ultimately you aren't able to identify who that was. You have your drawing of this, this symbol and your, you, you bid adieu to or, or Arona, I think you said her name was. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And she says goodbye and very polite. And you kind of go about your way. So let's, uh, so let's hit the mechanics of this then. So then for everybody, uh, for downtime, there's healing that comes into play. I don't know. Everyone didn't really lose a lot of, um, a lot of health, but for humans, you lose, you restore one lost health and one point of resolve. Uh, and for replicants, it's two health and one resolve. <laughs> Just that's how I muted myself real quick. Just I can hear flicking the off our, our douchebag neighbor who at nine o'clock on a Friday night has to rev their fucking engines like an asshole. Sorry. I'm very old man now. <laughs> Get off my lawn. So. All right. Back up to uh, full health and two of three resolve. Okay. So then uh, some time is going to pass. All of you will get a little bit of rest. Nighttime will come around and you can kind of get back to work. So let's cut back to Lawton since he was the one who kind of uh, started all this and he's been sitting for a while. So Stephen, what would you, who would you say Lawton would reach out to? What do you think Lawton would want to do as like the next stage of this investigation? Assuming again, remember you all have easy, easy, can easily communicate with one another. So who would Lawton communicate with? What would Lawton want to do next? Ah, okay. Putting me on the spot. I should have been planning what to do after downtime, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to everyone else's downtime. Um, so my next lead would probably be the, uh, what's the name of the junkyard type place? The Kibble? Kipler? The Kipple. Kipple. The Kipple. Kipple. Uh, I think it's much that's bigger than a junkyard. Go. It's enormous. I know. But yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and I'd okay. probably call Arlie because she's expendable and that place is dangerous. Okay. Do you say that to her? <laughs> right. When you talk to her. Okay. I would say. Uh, I would send her a message. I wouldn't want to like vid call her. It would okay. be something text saying, "I'm going to the Kipple." I require backup to go there. I'll be picking you up in 20 minutes. And Arlie will reply back. I'm not at home. Uh, I'll be there in 60. Um, 
I'm so glad that uh, I can be your uh, backup, Mr. Lawton, Mr. Stone. Where are you? I'll get you where you are. I will meet you at home in 60 minutes. I will not respond to that, and I will go... <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll sift through some case files until uh, the time comes. And you know what? I'm going to show up a half hour late because uh, we're doing our own power dynamics here. And Arlie is going to um, message kind of the rest of the group um, and just say, uh, Stone and I are headed to the Kibble to follow up on a radiation signature lead. Faye immediately types back, Mr. Lawton, Mr. Stone, asterisk as like correction. <laughs> Does this mean you will join us? Uh, probably not. I'm itching a gamble. I was going to see if Everett and she asked him wanted to go to the casino. Everett will respond back with just the thumbs up emoji. And then she does Koji question mark. <laughs> and then you'll all get a notification. Lawton Stone has left this chat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, adds Lawton, Mr. Lawton, Mr. Stone to this chat. <laughs> all right. So, so loving that we are harping a uh, group text. Say <laughs> Everett are going to Happy Jack's Casino. Lawton and Arlie are heading out to the kibble. Koji, where are you going? Um, what other leads do we have? Uh, let's see. Um, you do have the apartment address of this Ty Lawton or Ty Walt. What would I call him? What's his damn name? Ty Walter. Ty Walter. Uh, you have his. Uh, you have his address. You got that from Everett when he was speaking with one of the warehouse reps, Happy Jack's Casino. Um, let's see. Uh, there's some of the other names that popped up when Faye was talking to Balmau, uh, Portia Chiani, uh, your friend Warwick, uh, Faye, uh, the, uh, the trash barge fella. Um, that's about it. Um, do a little stakeout at Ty Walters. Okay. Okay. So Everett, so we kind of split up in the same way we split last time. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so well, I'll, I'll try to hop around as best I can. So Lawton and Arlie, you're heading out to the Kipple. Um, are you bringing any particular resources? Is there anything that you're looking to bring with you, Lawton? Any kind of specialized equipment? Um, obviously, radiation detection. That kind of okay. thing. Um, and then I would probably be just choosing my regular type of kit. Like, I don't actually know what kind of special equipment I would need. Just, I would want to have everything I can to follow up on the radiation signal that I have logged away. Okay. So let's have one of you, uh, why don't you do some sort of tech or observation test as you try, uh, as you're driving around, uh, the more successes, the better you're up in your spinners. 
It is a huge place. Uh, you don't really have anything to narrow it down yet. So uh, this is going to be, I'm going to treat this almost like a skill endeavor, uh, like a skill challenge thing where it's going to take more than just one single success to find it since you don't have anything else to narrow down the search. Uh, so I'm going to say like we can kind of do like tech or observation makes the most sense. Um, so if you guys want to start, I that a have advantage on tech yeah, uh, for anything that requires knowledge of natural science. That would be radiation, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, go so, for it. Arlie, are you good. cool with me saying that you're uh, flying the spinner as I'm like working the scanners and all that? Uh, yeah, and I'm. I imagine I am observing as I'm driving. So, and advantage means I get to roll two of the lower die, correct? Yeah, two of the lower yes. die, and you take the better. Uh, that is a seven and an eight, so two successes. Two successes. Okay. So, uh, and I'll say, Arlie, go ahead and roll uh, an observation test, we'll say as well, as you're just yeah. kind of looking with your eyes. Like, there's nothing more that you're really doing. She uh, is clearly still distracted um, by what just happened, because uh, that was a three and a four. Well, she okay. drives into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not any trees left. And also, light pole. <laughs> there you go. That's probably right. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm about so, to run into this like big trash heap. Um, <laughs> I feel like Stone has to like yell at Harley to like focus. All right. So like I said, I'm going to treat this a little bit like a sort of like a skill challenge or something like that. And you've got two successes. You will say you spend probably the first half of your your shift driving around and it is a you know fl just flying around these heaps and what you see out in front of you like it's literally just this it's like rolling hills of trash like that's all this is as you know as far as you can see and the thing is like you can't really actually see very far because there is just this blanketing small cloud that covers everything you see deep valleys you see kind of tall towers you see what looks like the residue of like these old structures and buildings like sometime in the past this was part of the city but it's been essentially kind of turned into this massive multi-mile uh huge uh trash heap you see trash barges coming and going some uh they're coming from the city and kind of dumping here as this is sort of like a temporary uh waste point um those seem to be kind of operated by by people more than once you kind of hear like over the comms someone will radio to you and like they're kind of like kind of telling you like you're in the wrong lane or something like that like like clear or they're just kind of you know letting you know where they're where they're going what their vector is and you see these huge trash barges just kind of fly past you which are like your spinner is, is is nimble, it's mobile, it's flying around without a whole lot of ease. But these things are just these massive square blocks that just fly through. And they just seem to find a quadrant and just let loose like all manner of trash. Other times you see these massive ships, like huge ships, like moon bus size, come around, kind of scoop up these huge chunks. And you know those are the ones that start kind of flying things off down south to the San Diego Wastes. Um, but I'll say for the first half of your, your travel, like Arlie, you can't see pretty much anything. You have to essentially, if you want to see anything, but these, these little, these little peaks of, of, of heap of trash heap that kind of peek through mm -hmm. the, the mm -hmm. small cloud, you have to like fly underneath it. And once you do that, it's dangerous. And so you're kind of relying pretty heavily 
on Lawton's radiation signatures. And and Lawton, you're seeing peaks here and there. Like it's it's popping up, but nothing kind of matches. We'll say you have some kind of device like kind of plugged into your Kia, some sort of module or something like that that lets you track certain signatures. And you're just you're getting all manner of like radioactivity in different places, which is somewhat alarming, but nothing that necessarily matches yet what you're looking for. Um, we'll kick over then for, uh, let's see, let's kick to Koji first. Koji, you want to go over to this guy's apartment. Uh, so you got the address. Uh, it's basically sector one entertainment district, red light. You've been to the red light district before it's the South ends by the one Oh one stack. You could see this kind of old, like the old, uh, residue of like ground highway that basically no one really, you know, uses as much anymore. Uh, but it's there. Uh, and you can see that the, the building itself is, it's, 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 ground level you can see that there's a much larger building that has essentially been built over top of this one in several others as if a lot of these old buildings along street level are being used effectively as a foundation for a much larger taller tower above it uh, but nonetheless they've kind of rented out some of these foundation floors many of these found these foundation buildings are empty uh, but you get an address uh from uh from gavin Dutiri, who is uh who is the Everett's contact there? And you kind of um, you kind of park out. Do you do you get out of your car or do you like stake out from your spinner? I'm gonna actually scope out the area. I'm gonna get out of the car. I'm gonna check out what's okay. like around. What kind of people are around here? Okay. Do you want to? So do you want to talk to people or do you want to do? I'm gonna give you a roll. Do you want to do more of an observation where you're just looking for things or do you want to do more like a like an insight connections and just talk to folks? More prefer? insight. All right. Why don't we go ahead and do that? Give that a roll and we'll see if you pick up any info. Okay. I failed again with a one. You want to push? I'm going to push. Yeah, I'll push it. Okay. Oh, 10 again. So the okay. two success. It's a little like you, you, you probably have a couple scary moments this is not the greatest neighborhood uh and more than once you probably come across like a group of, of folk who are just either kind of sort of slumming it down in an alley or just like a kind of a squad of folks that are heading out for the night because it is nighttime at this point when you guys kind of get back to work um but you all are able to eventually kind of smooth things over and avoid any violence or any aggression uh and when you talk to folks um what are you asking like what are you asking about Maybe who lives around here? What, what do they do? And generally, uh, maybe this, they know this Thai guy. Okay, so like, if you just ask gen, like, like about general folks around here, like, no one good lives around here. Everyone around here is, I don't know, they're just waiting around to die, or you know, some people are squatting, others, you know, oh, this, oh, that, gang territory and stuff. You might not want to make yourself too well known there, copper. Especially with that pretty looking getup you got on. But, uh, Ty, Ty, you say. And they, like, you see, like, this group of maybe three or four folks are kind of, they've already kind of tied one on before heading out for the night. Not that, uh, that boxer fella always got the black eyes and such. I've heard he doesn't fight him. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, uh, where's he at? God, they kind of look around. Right, yeah, there you go. Right up there. Third floor up. I think that's where he's at. I don't think he's got any neighbors. I think he's got the whole floor to himself. Keeps to himself for the most part, I suppose. But, uh, I don't know. He's a strange one. Always kind of, kind of talking to himself lately. You ever seen those types of folks on the street? You just kind of wander past and you hear them talk and you think, well, maybe they're on a, maybe they're on some kind of mobile vid phone or something. And you look over and like, no, no, they just talking to themselves. Hmm. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. Kind of unstable, I think. Saw him deck a guy the other day, just for no particular reason, I think. I don't know. Guy was holding the door open for him and just kind of cold-cocked him right in the face. I don't know, he just, uh, he probably took one too many swings. Uh, you see him meet with anybody? Or he just keeps himself? Oh, uh, you got two successes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. There was uh, there was one fella I saw. He kind of go up with them once to his apartment. Kind of short, little squirrely fella, you know. Uh, he smelled pretty rotten. That guy. You can kind of smell him from twenty feet away or something. Kind of leaves a stench behind him too, you know. Kind of trash worker or something, I think. But. uh but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get too close to hear what they had to say, but they were talking something fierce, you know, real fierce. Uh, anyhow, they went up there. I mean, I don't know if they're there now. I haven't seen them for, oh, I don't know, two days or so. But they were up there a few days back. They were. You can see that. See how dark that building is? His his window's the only one that ever has light coming out of it. And that damn light was on there for a long period of time, it felt like. Oh, you know what? There was someone else here once, too, now that I think about it. Now, she was a lot nicer. Didn't have that same kind of stench. She looked a little rough around the edges, but, like, in the right sort of way, you know? Like, she was a greaser type. She... Had that kind of look to her, like she tinkered with some things. But she didn't go up with him, though. He, she, uh, he was, he was mad at her, though. He was mad at her. She was just saying, "No, no, no, something." She don't got it. She don't got it. Whatever the hell that means. And, well, he, you know, he wouldn't be violent towards her, so we, we let him have the peace. Here. What's that? Said it's good info you're giving me here. I'm I'll have to check out the place. Okay. Well, you have fun there, Copper. Alright. So we'll cut over then. Everett Thay. You're heading to Happy Jacks? Heading to Happy Jacks. Okay. Yep. So Happy Jacks Casino. You are also in Sector One, Entertainment District, Red Light. You're different. You're kind of north side, north end. Koji right now is on the south end and you are in a much more kind of 
It's very a bit, very busy area. It's nighttime, like I said. We're just kind of getting into the nighttime. So you see kind of there's a sort of a big crowd on the streets that you're pushing through. People are grabbing food from street vendors and such. Uh, you can see it's not just food vendors that are just kind of setting up stalls, but others are just kind of hawking like basic wares or, or kind of trying to get like repairs. Like they're calling out like, we can do this, we can do that. And you can see like down alleys, there's groups of folks like your copper mod, like your kind of your police, like you kind of eye down. You realize there's probably some some shady stuff happening here and there. Uh, but as you bring your spinner down, people kind of back away from it at that point. You know, you, there's like kind of the announcement speaker comes out, the sirens and such. Uh, but you land it not too far away from the entrance to Happy Jack's. Um, I'll tell you what, go ahead and both of you, if you would like, you can roll an observation test as you start moving on in. Tide went Engage on. Engage yeah. eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Tide went on, yeah. We used to use that a bunch. Oh no, I got a I got three successes. Uh-oh. Uh, Faye, what did you get, you said? I got a unicorn and I pushed... Okay, so that's a like resolve. After I pushed. So this is observation. So this is intelligence. So this will be a resolve. So ding yourself a uh, resolve. Okay. Uh, Everett, you got three. Holy crap, dude. Uh, okay, so Everett, I'll actually give you a couple things out front. Uh, before it's the nicotine. Gets... Must be. <laughs> In that mescal, apparently. Out <laughs> front, uh, you do notice, uh, as you're looking around, there's certainly some dealing that's happening out here stuff that's probably not really much of your concern like definitely narcotics divisions probably pretty active around here um but one thing you do notice down this alleyway just north of the casino you do see that there is like this kind of side entrance to the casino like to the building where the casino is held you see like people periodically kind of go in and come out and with your three successes i'll say you notice that like they're coming out with 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 like bags like gear bags of some kind can't tell what's in them but you can see they go down inside and then they kind of come up and they leave and it seems like they're and like the, the folks that are coming and going are some pretty kind of tough looking folk you know They've, they they look they have the look I would say you all are familiar. Maybe you've had you've done a stint in narcotics in the past, but they have the look of of kind of people like within certain circles, you know, like gang circles and such, right? Like probably no, you, you might even see known colors shining or something like that here and there. Um, it's like once, the, uh, oh, sorry, no, no good. Everett was just going to say to Faye, it looks like the. Uh... Was it the mafia, the mob? I don't know. You see those guys in that alley over there moving those bags? What do you think it is? Bodies, gold bars, smokes? Smokes. Really, Everett? It's probably Coke. Uh, it's a good... Oh, yeah. Did you never do a stunt in narcs? I don't know. I don't got time for that. I dealt enough with that in another life. You're watching too many oldie movies. Uh, you want one? And he offers Bay a cigarette. He holds up his pack. My body is a temple. I am not interested. 
Well, <laughs> mine's a tar temple. Is that a thing? And she just kind of looks and no. <laughs> so call me the meathead. So once you guys start heading in, you look around. Uh, it's not too hard to get inside. It's definitely got kind of got an old fashioned feel to it. It's seedy. It's grimy. You can see there's a lot of old timers. Nothing's particularly glamorous. It doesn't have that kind of look to it. You pass by and kind of you see a couple bouncers up front kind of give you a kind of a quick look and they want to do a pat down. Do you let them? Or do you flash badges? What do you do? Um, this is a casino, so Everett actually might try and just hand them like a respectable amount of money and just say, like, we're not here to cause problems. We're just, we're just looking to get out from the rain. Okay. Uh, okay, roll manipulation test. Faye, what are you doing? Uh, she's she was not letting them pat her down. Like she, like Everett walked in first. She was behind them with kind of like the arms crossed thing again, kind of dusting off, wiping the rain off her off her shoulders and her arms and stuff. But doesn't go to be pat down. Okay, Jeff, I appreciate you. Uh changing the multiplier on my dice. I rolled three more success. Right? Like, <laughs> every time good. you oh roll, God. it's when crazy. We get into combat, Can we just play Blade screwed. Runner forever? Because <laughs> <laughs> your dice are going to betray you so bad. Uh, okay, I'll say with the extra successes, you're able to not just kind of bribe them, leave you alone, but also leave Faye alone. And, like, they, as, like, as he kind of leans, like, one of the bouncers kind of leans in, he says... Don't cause any problems in here, right? I'll, Mister, I'll do my best behavior. Mr. Ayler's, he's going to be very upset if you cause any problems in here. Okay? Not a problem. I appreciate the heads up. You're doing great work here. He reaches out and he kind of like taps you very gently on the side of your face. Okay. You have fun, are old you, timer. Are you a head of security? Head of security? Sure. Sure, I'm head of security. I uh, is uh could I could we ask you a few questions? Can Get your ass inside the casino and out of the fucking way. There are other goddamn customers behind you. Uh, and there right, are, like right. you're in a queue to get in. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Again. If you want to flash your badges and stuff, go right ahead. It's just it sounded like Everett wasn't doing that. So, yeah, I'm yeah, keeping us a low profile. So he'll like, Everett's yeah, lead, yeah. Okay. he'll he'll hook the big muscly lady and be like, "Come on, darling." <laughs> oh, goodness, I just imagine you just tiny skinny man. Yeah, I think I'm tiny, shorter than you, aren't I? Buff lady. <laughs> All right, so you head in, you look around, seedy grimy there's a lot of older folks here you can see that there's like rows and rows of what looks like you know slot machines and stuff you hear all manner of different sounds and kind of lights here and there ever you feel immediately at home because there's just cigarette smoke there 
there and basically everywhere. It just smells like you're in kind of a nicotine factory here. It's this grimy faux wood all over the place, not unlike the bar that you were in earlier in the day. There's a strange smell on the air. It's a mixture of like different flavors of tobacco, but also like like sneakers or something. Some kind of weird kind of like rubbery rubbery scent that kind of comes out through it. Uh, you can see that there are a handful of like actual tables for like they, there's like a whole subsection in the area as you look around the big pit. There's like all these different tables of what you imagine is probably poker or blackjack. You got these animatronic dealers that are sort of shooting cards out onto the table here and there. Um, you can see that there's like a bar. There is this, there's like the actual like kind of you can you can tell probably the pit boss kind of moving around here and there. Uh, you can see this one woman who's got like this sort of like you can tell she's she's got like coveralls on tools around and she's like sitting there trying to like fix some of these these uh, these dealers like these animatronic dealers as people are getting pissed off because like ah oh, this thing's broken it keeps giving me bullshit cut. oh it wins again god damn it Alice you better get this shit right I ain't coming here for ten years to take every bit of my money and like people are just kind of be screaming out. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'll say, why don't you all just kind of tell me in general, what are you two doing? And then I'm going to cut to a different scene. So what what would you two be looking to do here? Um, Everett would want to, he would probably want to try and find some like folks who work for the casino who aren't busy and look a little seedy. Because if I remember correctly, Monty had a debt. So he's going to want to ask just casually, like, was that the warehouse? He's going to try and act like he's not a commie. Like, oh, one of the warehouse guys mentioned money's in some debts. Okay. All right. All right. I'll turn his trench coat inside out so it looks totally different. (laughs) Okay. So you're looking for casino workers. Okay. Uh, And Faye, what are you doing? Um, Faye is just going to kind of, like, pick a machine that's, like, around people, and she's just going to eavesdrop. Okay. So, and you're just going to eavesdrop. All right. So we'll say maybe looking for rumors. Okay. So we'll say ever, you can probably maybe sit down at the bar where they actually have live bartenders that are kind of giving out drinks and such. Whereas like the dealers are these like really like, like they they have like (laughs) fake setups of like a bust of a person, but it's not a real person. It's just like this shiny kind of rubbery plastic looking figure. And then at the very base of them, there is an automated machine that just shoots cards out. And then they have to, and people have to drop their, right out of their belly buttons. (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming so this just, rubber texture is what we smelled burning. It's exactly what you were smelling as you're like, oh, as you come past. And so we'll say you sit down, you post up in the bar, grab a drink, and you start listening in the conversations. Faye, you do the same thing as you hit the slots. Let's cut back then to Lot and Gnarly. It's gotten much darker. This night has fully fallen. Uh, so it's, observation checks are a little bit more difficult here. So I'm going to say whoever rolls the observation, you're going to get disadvantage. As your eyes are becoming more difficult to see by, uh, but the tech is still fine. So go ahead and roll again. Oh, I'm muted. I'm all bees on observation. How about you, Arlie? Uh, yeah, I've I am C and B, and so um, disadvantage means you remove the lower die. So I will be rolling a d10. Looks like we'd be the same either way. So you want to roll or me? Go ahead. 
I'm probably looking at the scanner, so go ahead and roll. Hoping that my dice luck turns around with this roll. That's a 10. That's two successes. I was due. (laughs) I'm sure all the ones. Go ahead, Lawton. Give us that tech roll. Oh, we're both rolling? I'm sorry. Yeah, I want them both because I'm I'm basically treating it like you have to hit a certain number and then just representing the time it takes you to sort of travel around and look the tech at is at disadvantage too no tech is fine because you're just looking at signals it's just observations like she's looking out with her eyes into a dark yeah. smog yeah. covered trash covered night yeah, you just have to look at the scanner and see if it lights up the pretty color. regular uh, just a single success okay well that's still going to put you at five which is what i actually put the challenge at Yay. Uh, so with that Arlie, you as you're as you're kind of you've got your hands on the controls. Like maybe occasionally you got your autopilot on or something like that, but maybe you you know you take your controls every now and then and kind of shift between them here or there. Uh, but at a certain point, um, you start to see up ahead uh, as you're you've you've probably got like floodlights and things, searchlights shooting out from your spinner. You start to see that there are contours on the horizon that aren't just your average massive trash heap, but in fact looks to be like this sort of framework for some sort of large structure. Uh, And you can see that not only is it a structure, but you see like kind of some sort of like cylindrical kind of exhaust stack. Uh, And you you see with with two successes, with your 10, you see it further enough away that you can kind of move the spinner around and you, you kind of take this long veering turn around it but as you do Lawton you see on your tracker this radiation signature just pops up you see kind of the you see you see basically a, a perfect match it's faint uh, but nonetheless it's the first time you've seen a hit and you've seen all sorts of craziness out here and it seems to be coming from what you now look at as you kind of hover over top light shining down is a fairly big half buried compound that is probably with some sort of like electronics or chemical recycling plant or something like that in the past but it's no longer functional and there's trash just just sort of abutted against it and it's almost hidden within these kind of different valleys and such what would you like to do? Wait, wait. Yeah, we've got a match. I, a perfect I, match. I also think this uh, building seems a bit out of place here. I I do believe I saw the building before you noticed the uh, radiation signature, just for the, for, for the notes. I do believe I saw that first. You go ahead, write down whatever notes you want. Um, while we're on the subject of making notes, make a note to... Uh, call whoever programmed you to drive because you have hit almost three posts out of nowhere. We have the whole open sky. Yes, yes, we we do. Um, I, I do not believe it is the fault of programming, um, but I have uh, had a... Oh, you're just naturally bad at it. Uh, incident recently in this uh, general vicinity, so I would believe you call that... Uh, distracted driving as it were incident what incident have you had oh that isn't necessarily any of your business i was just providing context uh for my performance provide further context uh i don't i do not believe i will do that but i will um 
make a note as you uh, requested. It does appear that your um, your scanner, see, I am programmed to uh, see things, and I saw that the building did not look out. You just needed the little machine that you're holding to tell you that the colors matched the other colors. I'm so glad that you noticed that. You know how to park. Maybe you could land. I, I, I do. Uh, would you like a, uh, a three-point turn or a five-point turn before the park? Do you have a preference? Just get us safely on the ground. Okay, I will certainly do that. And she's going to over-maneuver this little... I don't know what a five-point turn is. It just sounded fun. <laughs> so she's... And she's really doing that thing where um, she is breaking a little bit harder just to sort of, uh, you know, create a little bit of, you know, kind of that uh, riding experience for uh, Stone. And then we'll set it down and say, it does appear that we have arrived. I've been holding the okay. oh shit bar this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Appropriately. You take it down. It's an, it's, a, it's an enormous building. You can tell that some of it's probably under the trash heap or has collapsed at some point under that heap. Uh, but it is quite large. Um, it certainly is some sort of some sort of former plant. What's your plan here? What would you like to do? Definitely have the signals, uh, the the sensor still going. Want to confirm? Um, mm-hmm. And then I'd like to just check for any signs of activity, whether spinners have like been around in the area, if there's been like foot traffic. Uh, any sort of life. Okay. And Arlay, what are you doing while he's, he's, uh, and, and I'll say no role needed on the tech stuff. It's definitely matching the closer you, like as you got down to the ground surface and as you're kind of getting close to the, to the plant itself on on foot, you can definitely tell that the signal's slightly stronger, uh, but it does, it still doesn't seem like it's like, it's not off the charts the way it was in the factory, but you can still see something was here at some point, or maybe it's still here or residue of it is here. It's hard to tell for sure. Uh, but you can tell it does kind of peak in strength as you get, get closer to the factory itself. Uh, Arlie, what would you be doing in this? I'm wondering, and this m- might be a, a detail that isn't necessarily observable, but I'm wondering, cause you notice uh, you had mentioned in your description that the, the, the junk and trash seem to sort of abut this building. Um, I kind of wanted to look at that and see if that appears to be sort of something newer that's happened. Like if it seems like it's been um, disrupted recently um, or if it seems like it's been like that for a long time. All right. Uh, I think both of you can just make observation tests, but you're looking for different information, so go ahead and you both do it. Uh, as Lawton, you're looking for any signs of activity in the area. Maybe you're doing a full sweep, I would say, maybe around the grounds, around the actual building itself, as much as you can. Arlie, you're specifically looking at where this uh, where this trash is kind of piled up. That is a four and a nine, so two successes. Okay. Uh, yeah, because eight uh, and above is a doubles, right? Yeah, okay. yep. Yeah, uh, nine and a two for me, so just one success. No, 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 no that's a double. So two. Double. Sorry, you just said okay. <laughs> so, Arlie specifically, uh, you can tell that the 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 heap that's abutting this, like you can see this big slope, it's old. 
like you can see the signs of of what looks like a lot of uh, a lot of dampness as if things have just sort of merged together over time as the rain mm-hmm. has hit this it's been outdoors for a significant period of time the smell is just hitting your senses like immensely right and i'll say with your seconds since you got two successes you also notice what looks like little carved out tunnels here and there okay that was an interesting way of saying okay there y- y- y'all hear that there's a tone to that. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's all you got jeff tonight. no it was uh, it was okay. a curious like yeah. I was okay. thinking tunnel like human-sized tunnel or a tunnel like smaller. Large enough for you to pass through it, sure. Okay. Maybe you're, you're crouching down a bit, but yeah, you can certainly pass through it. Uh, Lawton, you're looking for signs. You do, in fact, I'll say you see, first of all, you said you're looking for signs of spinner activity. Uh, so you don't see anything that would suggest a um, like a police spinner. Uh, but you do see signs that a vehicle or two has parked here. Uh, you see kind of like a, a, a some, some burn residue, depression here and there. Uh, one looks to be, you know, one of these one of these things looks to be relatively the size of a spinner. It's like it, it's likely was like a, a cab or something like that, a fly cab. Uh, but you also know something much larger, uh, and because you saw it on the way in you would say it kind of matches the size of one of those larger city barges that would kind of ferry trash out into the wastes or not into the waste, into the, into the, the kipple before it kind of went south. So we'll say, this is what you all start to do. You'll eventually you'll, you'll reconnect. And while you're thinking about what you want to do next, let's pop over the Koji. Koji, you talked to a couple folks, maybe you hung around a while, kept looking up, at the apartment you're here for maybe a few hours that light never goes on not only that but you see no one go in or out of that building in the hours that you're watching what would you like to do i'd like to go up and even knock on it see if i can get an answer okay so you you head inside um and it's a third floor up the main floor is hideous uh, you can see what looks like this old black and white tile uh, that has been fractured. And you can see there's what looks like mildew growth, maybe even black mold growth in some places. Uh, there are There looks to be like this old, um, some sort of maybe like a check-in desk. Maybe it was like a hotel at one point. Uh, and that's kind of the same thing, kind of has this kind of coating of some sort of filth to it. Uh, you're hoping maybe it's just filth and not anything more serious than that, but ultimately it just this whole this whole place has just the, you know kind of the the aura of it really probably should be burned down or filled in with with concrete or something like that. And you would imagine at some point they might do that to help support the structure of the in progress building above. You get up to the third floor. Uh, the stairwell, as the lift does not work, the stairwell. Uh, is is sort of creaky uh, the whole way up. Uh, you can see fractured tiles here and there. There's a window window or two small along the way where you can kind of peek out to the street, uh, but you don't really see anything of note. Um, you do notice as you as you kind of get up to probably the second between the second and the third floors, you're starting to see like a lot of like graffiti 
that has been interspersed all over the place. Some of it old and faded, some of it newer. Uh, as you can tell, it hasn't doesn't quite have that kind of uh, that kind of overcoat of filth. Uh, when you get to the f- the third floor, you pop out. Um, you do notice that when you kick the door or like when you push the door open, it's really, really, really tough to do so. Like you have to kind of push your shoulder in it, not to the point where you need to roll, but as you kind of push and it flings open, you hear the sounds of bells like kind of going off and it's not alarm bells. It's literally just someone had set up like a physical kind of like clinking of like bells and metals on the inside as you push it open. I'll go ahead and just make my way to this door. See if it is all. You head over to the door. Uh, the door, it, everything's quiet. I imagine you probably have a flashlight, a torch out. So, you know, uh, torches in the flashlight, ex, you know, use of the word. <laughs> Not like, eh, flame, open flame. Um, <laughs> you've got the flashlight out. You're looking around. Um, you can tell that the the third floor, much like the second floor, you can, you can see that it overlooks the lobby below. And so you can actually see down to the lobby. You can see that black and white tile as you shine down. There's a little bit of the street light coming in through the lobby door, but not much else. When you get to the the door that you think would be the one that is the apartment that you saw from outside that you were pointed to, you don't hear anything. You don't see, you don't see a light underneath the door. Nothing. It doesn't look like there's like at first glance you think there's nobody in there. Is there like ways out? Multiple ways in? Or just this entrance? So there's the stairwell that you came up. There's a lift that you maybe you tried and it had no power. Uh, and then there's like this. You could just kind of go down like you're at you're at like a balcony and it's like an open sort of an open lobby below. And you can see that like someone could conceivably hop over top or kind of climb down one of the pedestals or something like that. But and then there's always the window. It's third floor. It's not mm-hmm. the easiest thing. You didn't you didn't notice a fire escape, though. Then I'll see if it's open at all. Just give a quick little tug. Uh, it is it is locked or jammed or or barred in some ways. It doesn't open easily. This time you're going to have to figure out a way through. You could either I mean, you could just do like a force test if you want to try to just force it open. Um, you could do I would say a stealth test if you had any kind of like uh, equipment or tools on you for like a lockpick t- sort of situation. Uh, otherwise, it's it would be a force to try to open this up. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume I've I can get some proper wards here before I enter. Uh, sure. I mean, like if you call back um, on the Kia to the headquarters, uh, and this you know you kind of expedite. You mention the name address association with this chemplast warehouse and it is extraordinarily expedited something about this company something about the fact that it's a sort of a subsidiary of wallace core and then not only that but you recall that mon that you recall that um deputy chief holden was saying that like his higher ups were pressuring him and so he's now pressuring you and it comes through fast yeah you're free you're free and clear in fact this guy doesn't even technically live here. It's just squatting rights. Hmm. I'll go ahead and force my way in. All right, roll that force then. Let's roll for strength force. Okay, I have a D and force mm-hmm. with a C and strength. 
you're going to be able to get in. It's just a question of whether you get in without hurting yourself is basically the situation. <laughs> okay. Do you bounce off embarrassingly <laughs> or do you make it through? And then fall over top of the balcony, <laughs> land three floors down, and he's dead and no one ever knows. <laughs> Two fives. I barely missed it. Okay. Uh, so we're going to say take, so you're going to take, don't worry about pushing it. Cause you're going to take one point of health, uh, as you slam into the, you slam your shoulder in, you, you use your, you know, you try to kick the, 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 the handle a bit and eventually you kind of push it open, but you can feel like your shoulder is just a little bit out of whack. You know, like this isn't your thing. Your, your, your physicality isn't necessarily Koji's main thing. Right. But you're able to push it through. And you do notice that like it was, it was essentially not barred from the inside, but you can tell they did that kind of classic, like there's a, there's a chair that was like kind of underneath the the handle, but there's also nailed into the floor. There was this small little chunk uh, of something like it was like just like debris that they found that was kind of nailed in the floor to kind of help it. And you had to like break that sort of, um, that sort of barricade, but yeah, you've pushed through, you've opened it up and you're inside the apartment. Um, I'll give you a description and then you kind of think about what you want to do and I'll cut over to, to Everett and Faye while you think. So when you get inside, um, you can say that the surprisingly enough, despite the state of the rest of this building, the apartment is actually largely clean. Uh, you can see that someone has taken steps to to sort of remove that grime and that filth that you've seen everywhere else. Uh, you can see that there is this fold-down Murphy bed in the wall. It's it's definitely old, uh, but you think that they've at least replaced whoever was here has like replaced some of like the sheets and things like that. You're not sure about the mattress. There is like this old kind of rusted steel look to a lot of the furnishings in here. Um, you can see that there is really basic things like basic table, coffee table, basic um, kind of like this basic little little desk with like a kind of a, a retro terminal sitting on top of it. You can see that there's a series of like these artificial plants and stuff, but it's, it's, it's in actually relatively clean shape. And despite the fact that it's clean from a, like a, like a grime perspective, it's actually very untidy as like furniture is aligned trash. Like you can sell stuff has sort of been knocked over here and there. It's got, it's got the feel as if like either a fight happened here or someone just kind of lost their shit. And so think about that. I'm going to cut over to Everett and Faye and uh, we'll come back. So Everett and Faye, last we saw you, you were inside the casino. You're both just kind of, kind of getting a feel for the place. So why don't we do a couple basic roles? Everett, you're trying to specifically talk to some, some casino workers, right? That's what it was. Yeah, people who might look like they're not too busy and of a seedier nature, so I could get some details about Monty's debt. Okay. Uh, why don't let's do like um, why don't you do an insight as you try to read who might be the best person to talk to around here? Faye, you were just trying to kind of like gather rumors, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, connections, we'll say for you. Okay. I got two success. Dude, you are on fire. <laughs> yeah, Derek just doesn't miss his rolls. <laughs> How'd you do, Ashley? Oh, Four gosh. 
Okay. Get a one oh, it and automatically two. removes your resolve. Okay. Um, okay. I got cool. a unicorn. Yep. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna resolve phase first, uh, as okay. maybe you're you're moving around. Maybe you're talking to some of like the serving staff or like bringing drinks and and things to various people who are at these betting tables. Or maybe you're kind of like chatting with some of the security that's kind of roaming around here and there. And at a certain point, you see uh, a guy kind of, well, actually, you feel a tap on your shoulder. And you look behind and you see a older man, probably in his late 50s or so, um, well, well dressed. You can see he's got a suit on, uh, vest underneath tie the whole nine yards he's probably the best dressed person in here you know he's got a look to him that says like he's in charge and i think i actually might have a picture of him for you i'll share with you let me see trying to remember if i did yeah i did okay so i've been kind of collecting all the np because there's an npc file in the uh in the journal there you can kind of take a look at but i will give you access as um he kind of looks at you, kind of crinkled forehead, and he says, Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you continue to harass the staff here. This is a place of business, and people are trying to work here. So either take a seat, put a token in one of these machines, try your luck, Sit down at the table, get dealt some cards, lose some, win some, buy a drink, or you're going to have to leave. Sorry. You understand? Uh, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go get a drink. That sounds like a good idea. Why don't you do that? And she nods, and she goes to the bar. Okay. Meanwhile, Everett... Uh, you got two successes. You're um, okay. So you're kind of at you're kind of sort of looking around. You're at the bar area. You're looking around, kind of trying to assess. Bartender is not the person out there, like making drinks. The place is busy. At a certain point, you see a woman who's got those that coveralls on. She was kind of repairing stuff when you saw her come in. You, she, you see, she comes over and she finds like this corner booth and she kind of flops down into it and she drops on top of the table in this booth, like some what looks like some the inner workings of one of these machines. And she she starts tinkering with it and then she just sort of like slams the table, leans back, closes her eyes and is just sort of she looks like she's done with this shit is kind of the feeling you get. Um, Everett will buy, uh, two drinks, one being a beer and then another being like a pretty, I don't know, I guess common, like harder drink and he'll, uh, walk over to the table and, uh, set them down in front of her and say, uh, you look like you could use some, uh, refreshment or stamina for what you got going on there. She, she opens up her eyes looks at you her hair's a mess but she's got what looks like some kind of like 
device over top of her head. It's got what you what you think is just sort of a band of, of like LEDs that she'll flip on and kind of like as she's sort of looking at certain uh, certain things. You know, her mat is like her hair along her along her temples and her and her chin are kind of matted to her skin a bit. She looks at you. She looks at the drink. She looks at what's at the table. Yeah. And she leans up, looks over. And you can see she's looking in the direction of like the pit where at this point you now see Faye is kind of getting a talking to from a man in a very nice suit. And she says, well, Isaac seems busy. All right, I'll take one of those. And so she reads over and she takes like the harder drink from you. <laughs> she just kind of grabs that and whoosh. Oh, thank you. I needed that. You wouldn't happen uh, to know how to fix an F-62 model uh, machine head here? Uh, afraid I'm not too technically inclined, but I could uh, see if there's uh, anything that stands out to my untrained eye, maybe. So that's a no, then. No, I'm okay. afraid not. I can't keep track of my reading glasses. This looks like a lot of uh, small parts. She looks up and over. She sees Faye still getting talking to it. She grabs the other drink from your hand now. She starts <laughs> drinking that one, too. Oh, I need to find a new line of work. Oh, goodness. Listen, thank you for the drinks, but this isn't going to go anywhere, okay? Not looking for anything like that. I actually, uh, I've got a friend who's in a bit of trouble I'm trying to help him out. Owes a little bit of money. Uh, I was wondering, do you know a Monty by any chance? She kind of like, sits back and you can tell that she was kind of friendly up until that point but she's just like Monty yeah old guy loud mouth yeah sometimes thinks he owns every place he goes into you're a friend of his it was a long time ago he you know got me out of a pinch so it's not like I hang out with him on every Sunday or whatever. I just, I try to look out for the guy after what he gave to me. Well, I know him. He comes in here from time to time, but I can't say I'm friendly with him. He's a real piece of shit, you know. He rubs people that way. He's a... No, he's, he's a real piece of shit. Okay. That's... What, is the, what makes you say that? I, it's not hard for me to believe, but... You've piqued my curiosity. What's the new low he stooped to? Well, he grabs my ass almost every time I see him, even though I tell him not to, even though I punch him in the face, and even though more than one of these bounces have threatened to break his freaking neck. But he keeps doing it. So there's that. Is that good enough for you? So yeah, he's a pig, definitely. Why do you guys keep him around then or let him back in? I don't know. He and Isaac go back a ways or something. Did you hear anything about him recently getting into some debts? No, I heard he got his ass kicked, that's for sure. Yeah, that was by uh, Ty, right? She's like, she's kind of smiled a bit, but then her face kind of like falls a bit. Yeah. You seem to know a lot. Who are you? 
Like I said, I'm an old friend of Monty's. I do too much drinking and too much listening. That's all I got left in this old age, you know? You're a cop, aren't you? An old friend of Monty's means a cop. I know he used to be a cop. If you're an old friend ago. of his, then you must be a cop, too. Well, cops can save regular people, too. You Maybe know, I'm an informant. Cop, you got to tell me you're a cop. That's the rules. That's true. That is the rules. I'm not a cop. Make a manipulation test. At this point, she thinks you're a cop. Okay. But he flipped his trench coat the other side. Yeah, so the, the trench coat's inside like out. I got two successes. The trench coat is inside out. He specifically said he wasn't a cop. I know. <laughs> you have to say it, right? <laughs> it's totally not true, but whatever. Uh, it's fun to say. Uh, she like she still eyes you suspiciously, but she lets it drop for now. And she says, "That's I don't know. He yeah, he owes sometimes, and sometimes he doesn't. They had another." I don't know. It didn't matter. Whatever debt he came up with, I guess he and Isaac had a deal under the table or something. I don't know what it is. But that's not why he got his ass kicked, though. And it wasn't because he kept perving out on you? No, no. I mean, Ty came in. Ty's a, you know, he's a, he's a big boy. <laughs> and, you know, he always looks like he's been in a fight. Uh, I guess when you see a person who's always been in a fight, maybe you shouldn't be picking picking a fight with him. I don't know what it was about. Oh, yeah, you know, he was just screaming at him left and right. And, I'm gonna get you. I know what you did. I don't know. He he did something. Well, I can only clean up so many of uh, Monty's messes. Sounds like I gotta talk to this Isaac guy and make sure his bills are all paid up. Otherwise, my neck gets on the line somehow. So, thanks for your time. Uh, sorry about your gizmos and your gadgets here, uh, but I'll leave you in peace now. All right. You have a good one. You too. Copper. She kind of gives you a grin. He chuckles under his breath. All right. Cut from that scene. And then we'll go, let's see. I think we're going to go to Lawton and Arley. We're out in the Kipple. Uh, you just discovered a couple little traces of things by these this heap in this this factory. What do you two want to do? Uh, we said we want to go in the tower. We want to go inside. Uh, oh, first we need to radio back though. Yes, we will share our uh, okay updates with everyone in case going down these tunnels ends up being a uh, bad idea. Okay, so you fill in everybody here and there. Uh, no problem. So we'll say everyone is is up to date on where you're at. No no issues there. And you guys want to go inside the tunnels or you want to go inside the factory? Arlie points to the tunnels and says, this seems like the way in and sort of waits for confirmation from uh, Stone. I would point towards the door. I think that would seem like the way in. Well... That seems like the direct way of laughing at Ashley. We're going to Rochambeau this decision for tunnel or door. <laughs> uh, it would appear that the tunnel would be the way to not announce our entrance. Are you looking to knock on the front door and ring the doorbell and ask for permission to enter? 
I'll kind of look around. It seems pretty empty to me. I say we just go in. I don't need to ask permission. And Arlie will sort of look at the tunnels, look at the door, look at stone. All right, Arlie. I think I understand the problem here. You see, you know? humans don't like living underground. We prefer buildings. We make structures. I know that doesn't really affect your uh, sensibilities at all, but tunnels are something that we tend to shy away from. So you're saying you're scared for of shelter. The That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that the door makes you comfortable. The tunnel makes you nervous and you would prefer not to be scared. I'm saying if you were human, you might understand that where you would live would be in a building, not a tunnel. I do live in a building. I'm not well, let's go understanding the, building. the metaphor. That's common with you, isn't it? And Arlie's very seriously considering <laughs> going in the tunnel anyway, but will pull out her little notes and just say, and just kind of aloud as she's sort of making this note, uh, Arlie recommends entering interesting looking tunnels. Stone insists on avoiding closed spaces question mark question mark closes the notebook you think Let's anyone knock on that front notes? door well i i do have uh my own meetings that i attend to at hq but clearly don't you don't baseline test count need to uh concern yourself with that let's go knock on this door and are you sure you don't want to go in the tunnels i clearly want to go in the tunnels but we're going in the door so arlie walks around to the front door let's go to the tunnels (laughs) i'm gonna cut to koji in a second (laughs) if you all don't make a fucking decision okay i'm sorry i'm giving arlie a hard time (laughs) we're Uh, at the front door let's go to the door All right, so the door you find is like a giant metallic rusted kind of like barn door style, like on a, uh, you know, one of those things that you're going to wheel open. Uh, It's rusted, uh, but you can see that you can probably move it. Um, If the two of you work together, no roll necessary. Uh, You can, which honestly is a question. Do the two of you work together? Uh, Let's be honest. Arlie probably is doing most of the work anyways. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. So the two of you start. Uh, I'll put a finger in there. Okay. So you open the door and you, you kind of get hit with like this, this odor, this sort of uh, uh, kind of a mixture of sort of like, like still set water. And also, I don't know, maybe, maybe like feces. Get your flashlights out. You're entering in what looks like some sort of factory floor area. And you're looking around and you can tell that there are a lot of like old, there's like a lot of ton of equipment here. Like what looks like plastic pressing here and stuff, you know, and like molds and stuff for like what some, some sort of, some sort of devices. It's hard to tell for sure. Um, 
as you're moving around, you can tell that some of the more the kind of ubiquitous type of tech has already kind of been scavenged through. Like you can see like anything that would have been useful has probably already been picked clean. And what's left is essentially these, these giant industrial tubs, these, these huge bins that have been kind of ripped open here and there over time. More than once you come across what looks like this sort of puddle in the ground that when you kind of test it really quick, you see it's not so much a puddle, but it's just sort of like a pool as it just seems to have like worked its way through the concrete floor of the factory and kind of down even further into the base. The whole while it's just horrible, horrible smell. You can see that there are what looks like some metal kind of rafters that moves around kind of this factory floor area, kind of like a second level. You also see kind of on the far uh, northern side, there looks to be what you would imagine might be like offices or some other kind of private rooms or or labs or things like that that doesn't look to necessarily be factory related. So what do you guys want to do? Uh, Early would want to peek over to the um, the scanner and see if there's any kind of particular direction. Um, if we've kind of located the radiation signature right. as much as we will. I think we've I think we've extended this as far as it's going to go with the whole like radiation thing. Like it's okay. not it's, it's, we're not it's gonna in treat like area. a motion sensor from like alien or okay. anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in which can... case, then the labs would probably uh, okay. make the most sense of where to go. No, Arlie has a point. Let's bring up the radiation and try to really pinpoint where this is coming from. <laughs> let's let's okay. make sure we know exactly which molecule is in the radiation. As the two of you are, are standing over top of you know standing next to each other, you're looking down at this this display, trying to figure things out, you hear, and behind you, the doors have shut. And you hear this, like, loud, I'm sure that's normal. Arlie will run back to the door. Okay. You run back to the door. Try to push it back open again. Roll a force test. Okay. Will be contested. Oh no. Uh, that's a fail. You are unable to open it. It's jammed or it's stuck uh, or uh, it's being held by someone else. Um, Arlie, quit messing with the door. Let's check out these rooms. This well, is... you, hear, you, you hear above you clink, 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 clink. Arlie, come over here as we check out these rooms. Yeah, the door's not opening. Again. Yeah, quit messing with the door. What do you hear? You hear something, something scrambling across, you think, one of these metal walkways up above. It is pitch black in here, other than the small section where you're flashing your your flashlight. I uh, pull out my blaster. I don't hear anything. Arlie will um, kind of go, so if it's a floor above, but it's moving in a particular direction. So imagine a big factory floor, okay? Lots of machinery, various right. tubs of things. Then above it, like it's still like this giant room, but there's like a second 
kind of catwalk that's sort of around yeah, okay, it. Okay. 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 There are, there's, and there's stairs on either the east and west side that both go up to it. Everything looks a little rickety and old and rusted, but that's kind of where Lawton would have heard something scat, you know, skittering across. Then off on the northern side, you can see it leads through a series of doors, offices, things like that. It doesn't look like factory floor anymore. Okay. Uh, Arlie would w- move towards the nearest um, stair that goes up to the catwalk. Okay. So you move up towards the stair. Lawton, what are you doing? I asked Arlie to come over here, but if she's not going to follow me, I'm going to stick to her. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, Arlie, Arlie also has her blaster out. Okay. So the two of you both have blasters out. You start going up the stair? Arlie does, yes. You hear crunch, cr- like a crunch as you step on some sort of trash, and then you hear it kind of creak. The stair kind of wobbles a little bit. Take another step, happens again. Take another step, happens again. The next step, your foot just sort of sinks through a little bit as the metal just seems like it's kind of bendy at a certain point. But eventually, you make it up to the railing. That's when you hear... I went up a little bit sideways so that I could, like, check behind, like, overhead and behind at the same time. Okay. Uh, Roll an observation test. Uh, that is two successes. I got a 10 and a one. As you're moving up, kind of going up sideways, you're looking, you're looking. So we'll say you went up on the west side. You see across on the east side, you see a figure suddenly kind of move across on the walkway as if it's running across. And it kind of matches up perfectly with a as something skittering across. And it sort of disappears into sort of the sort of the northeastern side of the room and it's like this big black hole over there you shine your light and you just see like this trash is just sort of matted there part of the part of the wall is kind of cracked a bit and you can see a bit of the abutment of the heaps has kind of started to kick through here and there but you see a figure just runs across humanoid figure yeah we're in blade runner man yeah just checking. There's, there's uh, only humanoid figures. <laughs> I don't know what you're throwing at me, Jeff. I, I want to be clear. It's a face hug. Uh, yeah, I, I will uh, softly elbow Arlie and keep my flashlight pointed that direction and just kind of nod that way. And Arlie will nod, uh, keep her blaster out, and we'll continue in that direction uh, towards okay. the light. So you move up. You start moving across. You get to the northeastern section and you see that this there's this this disgusting sort of black sludge that just seems to have caked onto the wall. You can see part of the heap, the trash heap has kind of seeped through. And you can see one of those tunnel entrances, Arlie, is sort of hidden within this big black sludge. This and Arlie will kind of point to that um, and kind of mouse back to stone tunnel. Cover me. I want a sample. And I'll try to get a sample of the sludge. So you got to lean down. So the sludge is basically like around the outskirts of this tunnel. You get your little sample out. You got to lean down. 
As you're leaning down to get the sample, Arlie, you got your blaster, you got your flashlight. You shine it kind of over Lawton's shoulder. You're making sure that he can see, he can see. And right as you kind of move the light a little bit, you notice that it kind of covers part of the entrance to this tunnel. You see a face just pop up, covered in this sort of grimy old gas mask, and leaps out at you. We're going to cut to Koji now. Who is <laughs> you bastard? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, there's this 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 gas masked fellow just leaps up at you, and he's going to attempt to basically tackle you. We're gonna we're gonna situate this, and then I am gonna cut the Koji because I don't want him sitting there. Uh, so I'll say, let's see, who is this actually gonna target? Uh, it's gonna target actually Arlie. As they're going to try to essentially just tackle you down. Uh, go ahead and I'm going to say you can choose between either force or mobility here, Arlie. But either way, it's going to be disadvantaged. I will take mobility because that this lets is me by keep surprise. a D12. So I'd rather roll a D12 than a D10. Gotcha. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, one success. All right. Uh, I have two successes. Uh, So they're going to tackle you. And um, as they do, we're going to say your flashlight kind of flops down into this sludge lot. And you kind of get knocked over as well. And as Arlie, you go slamming to the ground. You feel your your shoulder kind of slam into the, the, the grating a bit. You feel the walkway just sort of pull from its bolts along the wall and kind of shake a little bit. But that's not all. Lawton, as you're kind of falling backwards from the sort of the effect of it, you look up and you can see another face has popped up from within that tunnel and then a third. And now we're going to kick over to Koji as you two can go ahead and review combat rules if you like. (laughs) All right. Koji, we are back in this apartment. I've got my flashlight out just scanning through the apartment, see if anyone's hiding in here. Then you see popping out from the shadows a gas. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, um, I would say it's a small enough apartment that as you if you've got your flash of that and you're doing your due diligence, no role necessary. If you're just looking for someone to hide, like you check on it, like there's only a couple obvious places where a person would be. No one's in here. Then I'll take my time and kind of scan the apartment, look for hidden places, hidden spots. OK, uh, now I'll take an observation for that. Got one success. Okay. This is one of those situations where if you get um, extra successes, you might get extra information. So it's up to you if you want to, if you're good, which is the one. Yeah, my push would be a D6, so it wouldn't be any better. Okay. So you notice uh, there is a, there is a terminal here, kind of an older terminal, older model. Uh, so it's definitely something you could potentially kind of, hack into we're going to make uh, since you only have the one success we're going to make that a separate role uh but the other thing you find uh, as you're looking around you notice that when you when you kind of like when you first came in like the the murphy bed was sort of like a jar it wasn't like fully down it wasn't fully up you know what a murphy bed is right 
Yeah, the one on the wall. You yeah, the up. one that you pulled down. And it was kind of like hanging halfway out at like maybe a 70 degree angle. When you pull it down, like the you can see the sheet, the mattress, it kind of stinks here and there. But that's not the interesting part. The interesting part is that pasted to the wall on the interior of the Murphy bed is you have what you would probably be very familiar with. It's sort of like this sort of psycho wall, right? You just see all sorts of like photos and various like pieces of, uh, of paper or, uh, or not, not necessarily paper, but you can see printouts and things like that that have been kind of stitched onto the wall here and there. Uh, at first glance, you can see that there are drone shots uh, of Monty Croyle. Uh, you can see what looks like a photo of, um, of Monty Croyle and because it was probably shared with you from Lawton and Arley, uh, a photo of Officer Hoyt Zemke lead, leaving Maeve's bar uh, over in uh, in Sector Twelve, the uh, where Everett and Faye went the first session, or excuse me, second session. Uh, and yeah, you just see lots of lots of his uh, of basically what just looks like Monty Croil, Monty Croil, Monty Croil here, Monty Croil there. Yeah, so that confirms he's pretty much spying on this guy. Mm-hmm. And then you got this terminal sitting here, too. And that's the only other thing, probably, with your one success that stands out to you here. I'll see if I can make work with this terminal. Uh, so this is going to be a tech this time. You want to okay. get in there, see if you can kind of get past whatever basic, uh, whatever basic security you might have. Two to three, I'll go ahead and push... You got a two, a two and a three. Okay, you yeah. you got a two and a three. Gotcha. Uh, got a six assigned myself with a one success. Okay, that's good enough. Um, so I'll say you get in, uh, and you you basically find two things of interest. This is probably going to take you a little bit of time to kind of read through and sift through it all, uh, but you do find what looks like footage. Uh, like stored footage, like 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 actual like clips, and you can see like various dates over the past couple of weeks and such. Uh, and as you start playing some of the clips, uh, you can see that it's Monty Croyle's home. Uh, it's kind of a grainy; it's not the greatest video footage, but because you're the one who found it, you can quickly piece together the angle of this room catches part of the bed but mostly it seems like it's catching the desk is terminal so that it can actually see his messages and see him accessing it monte Corral accessing it and you think that's likely this was the what the that sort of that that spy camera that you found in his room was likely looking at and you can see that there are you know most of the time most of the footage is just absolute blank you know it's just like it's just nothing and like you're Fast forwarding, fast forwarding, fast forwarding through it, fast forwarding through it. But there are times where you see Monty there and he's kind of going through some things. So if you take time, you no extra role here, but it's just a matter of like if you take the time, uh, you can kind of sift through the footage. Yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, spend time to scan it. Okay. Uh, the other thing I would say uh, is that you do find some correspondence uh, between... Uh, between it looks like this guy, a guy, Ty, uh, but also what looks to be someone with the initials J J H L. And most of their communication, their co correspondence seems to deal with Croyle and Zemke. And 
what you can basically see is that whoever this JHL is, uh, is trying to calm Ty down. That's kind of what you're getting. Tells him to stick to the plan. That he found the materials. He's going to leave the device in the usual place. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, let's see. Trying to see if there's a roll possibly for this. Can you just do a straight intelligence roll? Yeah. Yeah, just do a straight intelligence roll. That's a D10 for me. Mm-hmm. Got a five, not, not no pass. Okay. Uh, do you want to push? Yeah. It's free, right? Unless you get a one. Unless you get a one, yeah. At three, it's fail. Okay. Yeah. JHL doesn't immediately come, you know, doesn't really make too much sense. But you do notice that there is, um, there are some, you can tell that in addition to like the usual place and some other, some other files here and there, it's definitely, there's a lot of route planning and scouting of the Kipple. Like you can see that there's sites or, or there's like, like, like different routes here and there, uh, as if they're wherever, wherever maybe Ty was looking was at some place out in the, in the Kipple to the east. So I'll say if you study the if you study the footage, which means that no matter what happens with Lawton and Arlie, so if they call in and they say, please come help us, you have committed to looking at this footage for the next couple of hours and you're not leaving early or anything like that. Okay. So if in you case if you d- there would be any reason for us to go. If you hear trail. them We're dying, help us. If you hear anything <laughs> like that. Maybe maybe you turned your Kia off so you can focus. <laughs> <That's what> I- <laughs> oh no. Okay. So you've got this um you've got this hidden camera. You're seeing all these different holographic displays of text messages and vid phone projection vid phone projections on basically his wall and this camera, that hidden camera is just giving like the perfect angle of it all. And so if you study, you you notice that Monty Croyle has a has a particularly bad reaction when he reads this message that says, I know what you did. You're going to burn just like they did, a message that you also found. But what's what's new is that after reading the message, you see that he actually contacts a few people. And the camera is is actually able to sort of see who he messages. One is Officer Hoyt Zemke. It's a name that you're familiar with at this point. But there are two other names that pop up. One of one of which you specifically, Koji, would know. Ronald Zephyr. Ronald Zephyr is a reporter at Kill. And then another name. And you might even know this too, but I'm gonna uh, I would I would probably want more of a role for this one, like a connections role. Lena Kova. And the message reads: Which one of you opens your fucking mouth? All you had to do was stay quiet. How hard is that? And don't come crying to me about a conscience. You know what that got me. So if you want to roll that connections roll to see if you recognize that other Lena Kova, you can. And while you do that, I'm going to thank dysfunctional RPGs who just gave us a raid. Thank you very much. Appreciate having you here. Playing some Blade Runner. We are all split up all over the place right now. Welcome in. Did a little connection here. 
three to five, I will go ahead and push. Boy, you are. Try to, try to remember who these people are. You are the absolute opposite of Everett Maxwell right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thundercat. Dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> What's up? Giving that extra, extra moment of thought, I do realize who they are with the six and eight, two success. Y- you recognize Lena Kova because Lena Kova is former LAPD, but very high up, former chief, and as actually even higher now, is now LAPD liaison to the UN. Super high up, much higher than Deputy Chief Holden, actually, at this point. Two tiers higher than, than Deputy Chief. Dang. Okay. This case goes high. And uh, I'll say that's all you're, that's probably all you're going to be able to get. Um, this is probably uh, what I want to withhold uploading. Mm, so, good point. Not good ha- point. letting people know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things if you want to upload the, the evidence for sure. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're going to cut away from Koji then. I think Koji, I'll, I'll say this, uh, you, you feel pretty good that you've gotten some good things here, but there's really not much else to find, you know? Uh, I will also, I'll also give you this. You can tell that looks like he might've like, there's definitely like a, like a way out through the window. Like you can see as you look out the window, there's various handholds and footholds that kind of appear. It's not perfect, but likely he might've like borrowed the door and climbed down or something like that. Okay. We're kick over to Everett and Faye. Everett and Faye. Uh, can you go ahead and, uh, see, so Faye, you, you were coming over to the bar, Everett, you just finished your conversation with this, this repair woman. And we'll say the two of you meet inside the bar now, uh, inside Happy Jack's casino. Uh, what do you two want to do? What was going on over there with you? Why are you getting talked to by a suit? It was just speaking to the other patrons and apparently they don't like to talk to me well i mean if you're flapping your gums too loud they probably don't like that you're taking away their business by distracting them what was the guy's name did you get it i got some dirt on monty i think oh i didn't ask him for his name he was you know he didn't have a badge on a nameplate uh no well he Some seemed person. important. He was probably like the owner of this place. I wonder if it's a guy that we need. Uh, some some lady I was talking to said that Monty, first of all, was hated by pretty much everyone here. Uh-huh. Uh, but there, he did have some sort of working relationship with someone named Isaac. So either Isaac took care of his debts or perhaps held on to it i'm i'm not too sure but i mean the doorman did tell us that allers was working the floor and he looks important Mm, that could be the other guy i'm just i'm not really good at talking to people well stick with me if someone needs some roughing up uh, we could use that too yeah because we're gonna rough some up in the middle of a casino and cause you know more drama can make people bet on it. it would work out for us you could make take them right yeah and i'll show up on the front page of kill magazine and lose my job all right good point you, you got me there why uh, am i suddenly new jersey <laughs> i was thinking the same thing but i didn't say anything <laughs> but like i was like 
it's, it's probably my fault because I do that a little bit too. Like I don't know like what a California Blade Runner accent would be, so like I kind of change the voices. Up. Somehow, we're here. The only other thing we knew about this place was uh, Hoyt got assaulted nearby the casino. Do we want to check out the uh, surrounding area? Uh, or we could see what those guys were taking away in those duffel bags. I got a good feeling about that. Some gold bars. We could retire early. Um, it's the different type of bars that... White gold, know. yellow gold. It doesn't make it... it It'll make money. I, I know. What do you I think? Can, that's a that's a different case. All right, fair point. So then we want to try and find the uh, see if we can find some evidence of. Why don't Hoyt? you see if you can talk to Mister Owlers and see what he'll tell you about uh, his employee, Ty. Uh, his if he knows his whereabouts, his location. I know Koji's over at his house, but last we heard, he's not there. Okay, could do that. Is the uh, pit boss still roaming around? Uh, yeah. I mean, you could. He has a very clear presence on the floor of the casino for sure. Okay. Mm, I think Everett would walk up to him then and just say. Uh, okay. Excuse me, sir. Can I have a minute of your time? Just a quick question. Kind of takes a look at you. He's like, all bets are final. All right. You opted into it. If you hear about oh. getting some kind of refund, I don't want to hear it. I'm good. I'm good leaving my money with you. Uh, what I was curious about is uh, I need to talk with uh, Ty Walters. Seems he had an incident with my friend Monty. You're a friend of Monty's. It's a complicated. I'll hang out with him. He covered my ass, saved me once. You know, I kind of owe him more like a debt type scenario. Hmm. You know him, you owe him a debt. That's interesting. He owes me a little money, too. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I can say I did know Ty. What's your interest in this? I just want to see why Ty beat the crap out of him. Well, sometimes people rub you the wrong way. Now, if you don't mind, I have to get back to work here. Fair enough. Uh, how much money does Monty owe you? Maybe I can try and work this out uh, to cover Monty since I owe him. Hmm. Well, it's a kind thing for you to offer, but... Uh, I think I'll keep what Monty owes me between him and I. All right. Fair. Uh, your name wouldn't happen to be Isaac by any chance, right? Most people call me uh, call me Mr. Allers. My friends call me Isaac. And you're not my oh. friend. Meant no disrespect, of course. Just trying to understand who's who around here. Hmm. Why are you right, so well, curious? Why are you asking so many questions? Well, like I said, I got to look out for Monty. Saved me a while back. So trying <laughs> to make it make things right. Kid, don't fucking lie. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. I know Monty Croyle a hell of a lot better than you do. 
And ain't no fucking way that son of a bitch ever saved anyone from anything. People could surprise you. It was a long time ago. Not money. All right. We can agree to disagree there. I'll let you get back to work. So he just turns around. I want to point out, you guys have not identified yourselves as cops. Like, mm-hmm. there is no reason whatsoever anyone would answer, like, these questions to if a random yeah. stranger kind of comes up and starts poking around. So until you guys start showing your badges and identifying who you are, it's like no one's really compelled to answer your questions. Yeah, I was just, I was playing it low-key after the maze mm-hmm. bar thing, and that's why I was playing the friend angle. But uh, Isaac's no, going to be enough. a tough nut to crack. Okay. So here's what I think we should do as my earbuds are dying. Uh, we've been at this almost three hours. Uh, and I kind of like the idea of uh, Melissa and Steven having a two week cliffhanger about whether they're going to live or die. <laughs> <laughs> they better put Just the a e- minor uh, detail of SOS like, signal on the radio to roll a new character. So I feel like survive. I feel like let's go ahead and roll some backup characters of the next couple of weeks <laughs> and refresh our memory when it comes to combat. And I think we're going to end there for tonight. Let's just let's end there. Let's not because combat's going to be a thing. And let's let's do it when we when we're fresh and not after a three hour session you okay Jeff, there, i gave you a cliffhanger but it was only a one week cliffhanger it wasn't two all right that's uncalled for sorry man we got conan next week <laughs> see this is fun because for, for for two weeks uh i can just say that this wouldn't have happened if we went in the tunnels i mean i did what, uh, <laughs> write in chat that you lift your comms on so i yes. really did want to go in the tunnels too i just didn't want you to decide where we went <laughs> well this asshole. is what happens we die this is what happens we'll see how it goes all right let's let's get going uh so let's do some closing plugs tomorrow obviously come hang out with us play some watch us play some one ring uh get everyone but Derek in that game uh monday we're playing some Call of Cthulhu. We're back to Horror on the Orient Express. Melissa and I are. Steven, what's Tuesday? Tuesday, we find out whether Jeff's character lives or dies um, in Forbidden Lands. Uh, we ended on a cliffhanger there as well. And I'm saying it now. He's going to die. Uh, so it's not a cliffhanger anymore. We're we're just killing him off in the first five minutes. So get another character ready. That's fine. Wow. Then He's I, too, will just declare man. Chad Lawton is now dead as well. <laughs> this is a GM arms race happening <laughs> in the lollygaggers here. <laughs> the difference is, the difference is, buddy, I GM two games for you. Oh, I have and, two of your characters under my control. And you run the stream, so, you know, I'm yeah, screwed no matter true. what. Oh, that's interesting. He muted when he said I died. Oh, I guess I'll just riff and say my guy got out just fine. Uh, why, why did the loading screen just pop up? We're playing so right weird. now. It's so strange. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then next Friday, we already mentioned it, but uh, Aaron, our buddy Aaron, you see him on, 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 the, on the channel. Uh, he's uh, he's running Conan 2D20 for us. We're starting up. We did our session zero last yes. week. We're jumping in. And uh, on the off weeks between this between Blade Runner, we're playing Conan. So for the next however many months, we're going to be flipping back and forth between the future and and the distant past, uh, as we'll, we'll dive into that. But looking forward to that. So thanks for everyone out tonight. Uh, thank you for the raids. Thank you for the subs. I saw some anonymous gifter gave out some subs. I really do appreciate it. We're going to raid our buddies over at Defenders of Cobalt. They're playing some heart. So when this uh, when this little raid button pops up, go ahead and click that uh, and follow us there. Have a great rest of your weekend. Come by tomorrow, uh, and we'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.